Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, everyone, to the spotlight here on Fightful. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Steven Jensen. And shout out to Big Dick MLJ for the intro, as always. Jensen, how are you doing on this Thursday, September 21st, where we already got breaking news? Yeah, I saw, like, right when I woke up, and then, like, between waking up, like, getting ready for the show and logging on for this, I saw the breaking news. If you want to go ahead and uh, report that real quick, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. That's a pretty big, some pretty big news to start the show off today. Yes. Um, so, well, first I have to correct people in the, the chat uh, to correct my staff right fast. Um, WWE SmackDown is returning to USA Network in October 2024. The deal with USA Network is expiring, or the deal with Fox is expiring um, in October 2024. It was a five-year deal that they signed in October 2019 to be on Fox. It premiered, you know, on Fox the first week of October in uh, 2019. Five-year deal. It's up. They've been negotiating the media rights basically since WrestleMania season, and they've landed back on USA. So the deal will begin in October 2024. It seems like it's going to stay on Friday nights. SmackDown is. Nick Khan mentioned, you know, we're excited to bring SmackDown to Friday nights on USA Network. I will caution that that can change. Um, right now, it 
yeah, it seems like it'd be Friday night, but we got a year. A lot can change in the, the television world with scheduling and stuff between now and then. Uh, I think kind of the other interesting news out of this is there's going to be four primetime specials on NBC that'll air uh, with WWE. So kind of like Saturday night's main event, potentially. I know WWE PLEs are basically on Saturday now. So are we going to see... You know, basically you get PLEs on, on a Saturday and you also get for a quarterly special on a Saturday, like a Saturday night's main event on NBC. Or do they do something with that on like a Sunday? You know, we, we shall see on that. But regardless, WWE SmackDown coming back to USA Network in October 2024. And it's also up in the air for Raw and SmackDown. Or sorry, Raw and NXT, right? Like they're, they're still negotiating for yeah. those shows. So like there could be a, I mean, I guess theoretically there could be scenario where like everything could wind up all together on like the usa network i guess but like i also think it's very possible there's like going to be a big you know big change up and like maybe raw will wind up on a completely different network nxt same thing i mean there's all these streaming options now too that like i've been saying for a long time and obviously they they've the WWE. one thing that they they always should get a massive credit for is like being on the front they're, they're early adopters for a lot of like technology technological stuff like um like youtube they were one of the first like major brands that recognized the value in youtube and started actually putting like actual um like resources and time into their youtube channel and now they have like 100 million subscribers like one of the biggest youtube channels that exists same kind of thing with twitter they have a they, they got it on twitter or x like really, really early on and utilized it. And I, I remember they were even trying to do like touts and that kind of stuff. Like they've always been on like the, the cutting edge of those kind of things. And when they, when they jumped to the WWE network now, of course there's Peacock and I feel like they've gotten really comfortable now. Nick Khan being like their liaison and everything. I feel like this may be the time that like, maybe, maybe raw finally goes to a streaming platform or like, or NXT goes to a streaming platform. I think there's also a good possibility like ESPN could get involved and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of um, options. So I really don't know like where all these shows are going to wind up, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was surprised when I woke up today and I saw SmackDown to USA because I felt like, and I could be wrong, but I felt like they were doing really well for Fox and like Fox lost the UFC, like right around the time they started the WWE deal. So like, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, maybe Fox wants raw or wants NXT or something. I, I don't know, but like, it's kind of surprising that they, they let uh, SmackDown go. Uh, I'm going to answer a couple of, of chat questions real, real quickly, guys, leave a thumbs up on the video, uh, leave a super chat, get your question, comment statement right on air, but we like interacting with the chat regardless, you know, it just, it supports us, everything we do at Fightful, it supports the contributors, uh, if you, if you give us money, but regardless, we, we still like interacting yes. with the chat. Um, so Will McClain says, it sounds like Raw NXT are headed elsewhere too. Here's the, the thing with that, uh, Hollywood Reporter says that, yeah, Raw and NXT are leaving USA after September 2024. We know the deal expires in September 2024. That's not new information. We know right. the Raw and the NXT deal expires in September 2024. Uh, Sports Business Journal says NBCU, which is still USA Network. Um, you know, Wysol will ask or says USA is part of NBC Universal, right? Yes. Uh, Sports Business Journal says NBCU is still the front runner for the Raw and NXT, or at least the Raw. Uh, rights whether that whether or not that means usa network whether or not that means peacock if it's like a, a live streaming thing 
we shall see. Sci-fi. Um, put Raw on sci-fi. Sure. <laughs> nice. Remember that's where that for people who don't get that reference, that's where WWE CW aired was on sci-fi, which was yeah, also yes. owned by that. that and company. they've aired they've aired you know Raw, SmackDown, NXT on sci-fi when there's been like conflicting programming <clears throat> as well. So yeah, it's it is. It's sort of a deep cut with the with the sci-fi comment there. You want to get a real deep cut? You want to talk about alternative programming? We can go back to the days of the Westminster Dog Show when when <laughs> when they when they used to have to once a year Raw wouldn't be on and everyone would be like, "No, it's the week of the Dog Show." Damn, yeah. It. Like everyone used to get so mad about it because like we didn't. We it aired like one a.m. or something. Raw <laughs> yeah. would like it had an absurd time <laughs> that it would air that it would air. Oh man. Uh, Scott says it, it makes sense to keep everyone NBC affiliated for WWF uh, since they have Peacock as well. Yeah, like the networks on Peacock, they're they're now US or SmackDowns on USA. We will see what happens with Raw and and NXT, uh, whether or not they're a package deal, w- which is very possible. You know, the NXT ratings have gone up since they've been using guys like Dominic Mysterio. Or, Dominic Mysterio, girls like Becky Lynch. Um, the ratings have done very well for for NXT. So maybe they try to package them because maybe they're not getting what they would like with Raw. I don't know what those negotiations are. Um, you mentioned that with SmackDown leaving Fox, it has done well for Fox. I think it comes down to like a lot of things. It comes down to how much they were willing to pay. Um, you know, Fox has committed a lot of money to other other programming, uh, other live sports and stuff. So how much were they willing to pay to keep SmackDown on the on the network? I think there was a report. Uh, I think it was Wall Street Journal said that USA NBC Universal was paying one point four billion for this SmackDown deal, which would be an increase over what they were getting from Fox. You know, was Fox willing to go that high to, to get this? You're going to take a visibility hit. Fox is obviously in more homes than than USA Network, but if they they don't mind that because of all the other ways they can get visibility, if they don't mind any of that, then okay, sure, take the take the upfront money essentially, uh, as opposed to maybe you know, five hundred thousand viewers and maybe a million viewers. I mean, SmackDown regularly does over two million viewers. Raw right now, right now, Raw is uh, not doing too great with Monday Night Football on the docket, but. Regard uh, typically, Raw will do r- around two million viewers. It doesn't quite hit that high, but it, it's been doing like 1.7, 1.8 over the past uh, the past few months before Monday Night Football came back. So, if you're willing to lose kind of the visibility there it, to get the upfront money, then okay, that's what you're you're willing to do. Um, I don't know what the play was, how much Fox offered, and again, clearly WWE was happy getting reportedly is not official uh, no financials were announced in the press release or anything reportedly from the wall street journal uh they're getting 1.4 billion over the course of the five years with the uh, smackdown on usa <clears throat> that uh i mean that's a lot of money with the company uh with the merger with this the sale and all that stuff like the it was like nine billion eight billion nine billion something like that for like the whole company uh yeah yeah and ufc same. is like 12 billion that's the valuation which right valuations, valuation right are different than like what it actually is worth. Of course, I, I got you. Um, but for all intents and purposes, the number that's been floated around is like eight, nine billion with a with like the WME merger and everything. And then, and then you got to think there's so that's that's so much money involved in like because and then you think about 
billion multi potentially multi-billion dollar tv deals on top of it and stuff that's that's wild and that's good for that's great for wwe it's great for pro wrestling that they're in a position where they can they can do that they have i mean <clears throat> i will say the most surprising thing of all this though like i said is that is like is fox losing smackdown like i don't and i i, I doubt that they wanted to lose it you know and i think it's probably i'm just assuming i'm i think it's probably exactly what you're saying it was probably just an outbid type situation and Fox or uh, and NBC universal rather already clearly has a long standing relationship with WWE. Even, even like, I remember years ago, like there, there've been times where like they lost the, like USA would lose the rights and it'd be on like spike TV for like, you know, a few years and stuff like that. And like, then they come back to USA network and like, um, so obviously they have a good relationship with that. And, it makes sense that if it was going to go anywhere else, it'd go over to USA from Fox. But man, it really, it just, it really seemed like Fox and, and SmackDown was like a really good partnership, especially with like how, like the, how the Roman title reign has gone this whole time. And because he's been the champion almost the entire time with the, the TV deal. Like, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, and that's, and it kind of feels like that was like a big relationship too. Like Roman is the champion, the ratings being good the bloodline storyline it's almost like you got the bloodline storyline on, on fox and then it's going to just move to another channel once once that storyline's over almost i mean sorry on 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 uh on fox and now it's going to move over to usa network but i got a year to wrap this thing up so. oh right we had a whole year that's right that's right <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this like it's happening tomorrow um probably because the sale or the, the merger rather see all these terms also i'm trying not to get wrong because i'm not trying to sound i'm not trying to misinform anybody but it's a lot's happening right now, obviously, where there's a merger between these two companies that just got finalized. Um, I don't know if you saw Kurt Angle on Joe Rogan. It's, it's off topic, but like Kurt Angle was on Joe Rogan re- like recently, and I thought it was a really good on episode Tuesday. on Tuesday. Um, and like, you know, they were talking about a little bit of like pro wrestling stuff on there too, which is always interesting to hear like the perspective of like, because Rogan really doesn't know anything about it. And Tony Hinchcliffe's a big wrestling fan. He tries to keep him kind of in that loop and stuff, but they were talking about like the merger and like the possibilities there. Cause even like Joe Rogan and like other MMA fans are like, guys like Conor McGregor would be great in the UFC. And like, it'd be and, and a lot. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I felt like even that link made a lot of sense for Fox because like you would have had, cause UFC used to air on Fox that a lot of that, that fan base is already familiar. Of course, with like Conor McGregor and John Jones and these kind of guys who can potentially jump from UFC over to WWE for cross promotion and stuff like that. It just felt like it made all the sense of the role that, that SmackDown would stay. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, that's just kind of my, my thought process. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's really a big deal for the wrestling fans. Honestly, I think it's just a matter of like you just turn on a different network and you are going to see the same product basically. But um, but I am interested to see if there's a trickle down where Raw and NXT move somewhere else due to this too. I think it's definitely worth keeping everyone's eyes on. Yeah, with now that the SmackDown side has been settled, obviously a lot of focus is going to turn to the Raw and NXT side and see what kind of deal they end up getting. Maybe Fox makes a play for Raw. Like, who knows? We we shall see what what kind of comes off of that. Um, a couple of people, a couple of chats here. Remorseful or why syllable replying to remorse trial. Interesting thing about cable. Uh, remorse trial saying he doesn't have cable. Uh, everyone talks about cable dying, so I wonder what the motivation to move your big John show away from the other sides. The motivation is money, money, it is yeah. always money. Um, and Chai Tom says, I, I, under, 
Oh, Go sorry. Ahead. Yeah, TKO stock is double digit uh, decrease since he announced. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that there was no official financial announcement in the press release um because if you're just looking at the press release and you don't see the wall street journal report that it was 100 point 1.4 billion uh if you're just looking at the press release then yeah going from fox to usa doesn't seem great if uh you're you're just looking at that it that looks like a decrease if you see that hey we're getting more money out of this then it, it's a it's a different kind of story so uh hello andrew zarian zarian probably has more on all yes. of this dude and that's i mean <clears throat> and that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day is like it's just the it's the money which which is like i can't it's a business i mean clearly i i i understand i, I don't think wwe is really that worried if like they take a little bit of like a ratings hit but like they just banked you know two billion more dollars in a tv deal or whatever like you know because people are still going to watch it that's and that's what's so powerful about the WWE's reach on socials and every and all these alternative platforms also if you don't watch raw it's not really the biggest deal in the world anymore i don't think for like these cable ratings like i know i think people still put way too much stock in that because you even if the ratings are lower for raw you go on youtube and some of these clips are getting millions and millions the rock was viewed like a hundred plus million times or whatever from his, his smackdown return and stuff that to me is is just if not more valuable to have like that social media presence where like even if the ratings are a little bit down on television you're killing it on youtube and in in all these other platforms online where those are also revenue streams or you're getting google adsense you're getting all that. so it's like i i think that's also something we always have, we have to really keep our mind our eyes on is like wwe's like online strategy over the last really forever but like right now it's really shining like how how powerful their their social media and, and, and internet presence is and i think that i think that takes away from the need of like having to have as many eyes watching all your live shows when you know okay well maybe less people are gonna watch it live but like everyone has a dvr everyone has a way of digitally watching stuff everyone they, they, they take individual matches and put them up on 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 the youtube channel and stuff they get hundreds of thousands to millions of views they're killing it they know they know what they're doing the one thing WWE isn't is stupid business-wise they're they're clearly they are who oh, they're they are making money hand yeah, out i mean like. yeah and, and they have a humongous fan base like we can sit here y'all know me I, I riff on the wwe often but like i'm not ignorant like th this is they are a well-oiled machine they are like i love aew but like there's a humongous difference you know what i mean between like the, 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 when when you think wwe doesn't know what's going on or like they, they're they're so they are such a machine it's it's on it's 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 unfathomable honestly for us to even understand like their level of business savvy it's it's on it's unreal um so uh t5 the great says usa would be goofy to let raw slip after they just picked up smackdown look it might just come down as a lot of things as we've been discussing to money like they they if they just paid 1.4 billion for smackdown how much are they going to be willing to pay for raw and then is another company going to come in like hey we'll give you this much for raw so it might just be usa decided hey we're going to make our big play for smackdown because smackdown ratings have been really good on fox maybe we think this is the bigger brand now over raw we keep it on friday nights it'd be fine raw can go elsewhere and it also one money i think 100 percent is what all of this comes down to uh and two what is wwe 
want. Are they willing? Nick Khan is a very forward thinking person. Nick Khan has gotten WWE a lot of these <clears throat> deals they've negotiated over the past uh, few years. Um, Zarian says USA would be yeah. dead in the water with viewership. So WWE. True. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why they got SmackDown, especially if they think they're going to lose Raw, because Nick Khan is openly talked about how much he likes things like Amazon. He, I think he said in an interview, uh, he's like, you know, if I was negotiating, if I was advising like the big 10, I would tell them go to Amazon. And mm. you know, that, that set off a lot of alarms. Like, Oh, why, why, why would he specifically mention Amazon there? And then you can play around with what day the show is on, you know, maybe Monday night raw is no longer Monday night raw. Maybe NXT moves days. Uh, we don't know. When it comes to that, you know, if they want to put it on a, a streaming platform as opposed to a cable platform, there's still a lot of negotiation to go on with the Raw and NXT side, but SmackDown is settled. Um, and people mentioning would Warner Brothers Discovery be interested in Raw and NXT? Zarian saying they would not be interested. Yeah, I think that was a very, I know like one person commented, um, I can't remember who it who it was, but just basically saying like, oh, I've heard from Warner Brothers that they would be um, interested in WWE. And I'm like, yeah, maybe like someone, there is like one person at Warner Brothers Discovery who's like, yeah, sure, WWE, I'd be interested. I think the overall feeling is no, because they have AEW, they have a good relationship mm-hmm. with AEW. Why would you <laughs> want to bring on basically the competitor? there that doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you're warner brothers discovery but remember when uh a little bit different a scenario but remember when spike tv did that with they, they had ecw and then they and then they signed wwe and then like ecw was like shortly out of business after that um yeah like, ecw <clears throat> and aw i know it's different, know yeah. it's different. Yeah, ecw was already like they were they had their financial issues and stuff like that like already like you know there was stuff going on but Andrew, with another, I'm going to pull this one up. So yeah, like this, this is like this is really important to, to bring up because I was actually going to bring up something similar. Amazon, Amazon doesn't care. Like they'll they'll they have unlimited resources and they don't care. They, like the, the amount of money they lose on like Twitch alone in Amazon product, they lose millions and millions a year on Twitch and just keep it running because it's you know it's a place for people to live stream and there's there's revenue and there's there's advertising stuff involved in that. But like it's a money pit. And they they just like have let it go this whole time. Um, linear TV can't deal deal with that outside the NFL and and NBA. I think that's one billion percent a humongous point that needs to be brought up because like WWE is a ratings machine for the USA Network. And when they lo- if they were to lose that because we've seen it happen before, they've lost it before, and they've obviously wanted it back and gotten it back. So like, yeah, no, that, that's a really I, I was obviously Andrew knows what he's talking about, you know, you know, but I I that's. I, I could see Amazon getting more involved in this stuff too, because they just they don't care about losing the money. They'll just they'll buy properties and put it up on their platforms and stuff and like just take the loss. Whereas most companies like are just not going to do that. Or not 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 plan to do that at least. Uh Zarian, I'm sure, is doing his own show at some point, and I'm just gonna go ahead and bully him onto coming on in the weeds tomorrow, uh tomorrow morning, if people want more from Zarian on the topic, who yes, he, he's very plugged in, understands all the stuff. Uh Jeff Elijah says, Would AEW be willing to hear Fox out for their rights? I they'd be foolish not to. 
honestly. Like, I think you'd be foolish. I'm, they, I'm sure they got a great relationship with, uh, with Warner Brothers Discovery. I mean, I know they have a great relationship. It's, it's pretty evident they have a great relationship with Warner Brothers Discovery. But you're still foolish to not hear uh, another company out when your media rights are out. At least to, like, even this is the business 101, right? Any free agent out there, like, you might be happy where you're at and everything but if you can go elsewhere and see what they're willing to offer even if you're just using it to pit pit them against each other then you'd be foolish not to hear i mean zarian saying aw won't go anywhere zero possibility they leave warner brothers discovery i believe that i still think they'd be foolish not to hear not to hear out fox see what fox has to offer i don't know if fox would be you know what their offer would be i would be willing to bet warner brothers discoveries would beat out their offer i don't think fox is going to be ponying up a ton of money for AEW or anything but if fox wanted to have that conversation i don't know i i i'd, I'd listen to it Zary and i and uh joel pearl will talk more about it uh tomorrow yeah we'd love to have you on here sometime too andrew we're on a time crunch because of my shoot job so we have to get to like all our topics and run an interview like on time too but I would love to have Andrew on here sometime to, to talk because um, I've obviously I've followed this stuff for quite a while and a very, very great source of knowledge, especially for this type of stuff specifically. So definitely everyone tune in to In the Weeds tomorrow to see that conversation with uh, Jeremy, Andrew, and Joel. Zarian is also going to uh, give a conspiracy theory tomorrow. I hope he has a good one lined up. As, that, that's the that's the segment is andrew zarian conspiracy theories now he's actually got to talk about like legitimate stuff that's boring we want the conspiracy theories yeah lots of public conspiracy stuff <laughs> uh last one that that will answer and then we do have to get on to our actual topics that we had planned before this news broke um oh not well yeah zarian anytime um okay sean island says is there a chance that raw goes to espn with monday night football goes to abc um i don't know i don't know about that because Monday Night Football, I know they're airing on ABC at least some games right now. I think that a large part of that is due to the writer's strike, which may or may not end uh, in the in the coming days. And then once that ends, you know, Monday Night Football sticking on ESPN. I'm sure all that stuff can be negotiated. I'm not uh, I, I'm not plugged in enough to know how all of that stuff kind of kind of works i mean ufc has the big deal with espn i'm sure endeavor would love to just kind of have everything under one umbrella with, with that kind of stuff but smackdown's already on um usa network now and i'm sure nbc universal would love to have just all WWE stuff under one umbrella so that that's uh, above my head on how all that stuff works i'm sure it's possible i'm sure Again, at the end of the day, when it comes to when it comes down to a lot of this stuff, I'm sure if the money is correct with all of this stuff, then yeah, you can make it work. Yes. Well, and that's actually kind of a good transition to our first WWE topic with like the writer strike and big money and people's availability and people returning and stuff like that. So Oh, I do okay. This is a good point from from Jared. I, your tra- your setup was very good there. Yeah. Jared. It was. Right. It was perfect. Yes, All right, what, what are we got from Jared? Uh, Monday Night Football gets higher ratings when Raw still eats them. Yeah, like, does ESPN want to run basically a competitor against its own football game? I don't know if they would really want to do that. So that's <laughs> yeah. a very good point. I don't see that happening. Yeah. All right, let's 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 go to our actual WWE topic. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. The story never finishes as a man returns home. The Rock was back on WWE SmackDown this past week. Thanks to Pat McAfee. Let's just give all the credit in the world to Pat McAfee 
for this. Uh, a perfect storm of alignment here with The Rock and McAfee show and ESPN being in Colorado thanks to Deion Sanders. WWE happening to be in Colorado because that's where they booked the venue months ago. And it just happened to all work out for WWE to get The Rock back on SmackDown, making a surprise appearance and confronting, laying out Austin Theory. And your thoughts on The Rock returning and then does it mean anything or was it just a one-off? Okay, so I don't think it was just a one. Well, so the only reason I could see it maybe being somewhat of one-off is because of the McAfee tie-in. Like, because that was all just kind of like the perfect scenario of like McAfee's availability, The Rock's availability, them all being able to do that together, The Rock doing McAfee's show earlier that day. Um, and of course, the sale, or sorry, the merger. That I don't think it's a coincidence that like Hollywood's on strike this whole merger just went through and the rocks immediately being shown on this, on the show. Um, it gives and me they s- fired a bunch of people that day too. Well, right. And, and we talked about that last week where I said, I expected that to happen. I obviously didn't, wasn't wishing on, that on anybody, but like I, I followed the, we both have followed the UFC long enough to see. I mean, even in the UFC, I talked about some of the fighters who lost their jobs when, when the UFC sale happened years ago, but like, I didn't even talk about like the legends, you know, and I, and stuff like that. Like remember like guys like Chuck Liddell and stuff yeah, Liddell that they use. Yeah. They like forced them to retire and gave them office jobs and jobs for life with salaries. And then got rid of like all of them. Once the sale went through as cost cutting, um, they kept like Forrest Griffin and you see what he's doing now, literally catching people on slap fight, which is like the saddest, saddest thing ever. Former UFC light heavyweight champion guy who literally, arguably saved the entire sport with the ultimate fighter and his fight with Stefan Bonner. And he's regulated at this point to being a catcher on slap fight, catching people who are getting knocked over unanswered slaps to the face. It's on, it's, it's unreal. Anyway, um, that all said the rock being back. It, okay. I'm just going to keep it real. Y'all know me. I mean, I'm wearing the, the I'm wearing the Cody shirt. I'm wearing the Cody hat. Like y'all know me. Okay. Let me keep it real. If The Rock's available for WrestleMania, Cody's going to get boxed out. It's going to be The Rock and Roman. Um, now, they have the two nights. So there's always the possibility of Roman doing double duty, but it's kind of hard to imagine that he will, considering he's only wrestled like a few times since WrestleMania, and he's still the champion. Um, that's not super new, though. I mean, we've seen like Brock, you know, be the champion and be like there part time and stuff too in, in the past. But my point is like. <sighs> What I think they should do, I know that Tampa Bay isn't the best. Like, I'm surprised they're actually going to Tampa Bay for the Royal Rumble because Tropicana Field is, like, not a great stadium. I used to live close to there, and, like, it just it just isn't. But I think I like the, I like the area of Tampa Bay. But, like, that stadium specifically, I was kind of surprised. Like, that's where they're going to do the Royal Rumble this year. But if they can get the rock for the Royal rumble, I would do the rock and Roman at the rumble, like similar to how they did the rock in, in CM Punk at the rumble, like do the rock and Roman at the rumble. Cause that doesn't need to happen on WrestleMania necessarily, especially if Roman's going to win. Like if Roman's going to beat the rock, you can do that at, at the Royal rumble and you can get that story finished as far as like the bloodline and, and all that stuff. And then you can still do Roman and Cody and pass the title to Cody at WrestleMania. Um, and then maybe if the rocks available, you do the rock versus someone else in like a huge match at WrestleMania. Cause like he wrapped up the thing with Roman, like 
Now, I, I know you're shaking your head, Jeremy, because I'm just trying to be optimistic here. Because I know. Re- realistically speaking, what's probably going to happen is they will probably do The Rock versus the Roman Reigns um, at WrestleMania, and Cody just will get boxed out. Now, the only other thing that you can possibly do, which I, I'm not I'm not for, because I once again, I think I'm very firm on Cody should have won the title this past WrestleMania, but now we're, we are where we are. There's a chance, I guess, Cody could defeat Roman pre-WrestleMania because you don't need you don't wrestling you don't necessarily need Roman and Rock to have the title involved at WrestleMania. So you could potentially have Cody finish the story at the Rumble or something. Like, but I just but once again, this is all like on paper. You would think at this point, like Roman isn't going to lose the title until WrestleMania. Like it's going to happen on WrestleMania. But I don't think he's going to lose it to the Rock. So, like, are we in a situation now where, like, The Rock's locked in? He's going to – and they said he was locked in for last year and it didn't happen. Yeah. Like, is The Rock locked in and they're going to do Rock and Roman and Roman's going to beat The Rock at WrestleMania and then we got to wait a whole nother year? Which is possible. I think it's honestly possible because I think that the WWE is in a situation right now where they're trying to rewrite a lot of history. They're trying to – like, like not necessarily for specific reasons, but, like, it just seems like that's the era right now where, like, Gun- Gunther just surpassed the IC title run. Roman Reigns is doing what he's doing and stuff like that. And they have an opportunity here where like they could have Roman surpass Bruno. Like they could do it. If they wanted to stay committed to it, they could just keep this title on him for the next handful of years or whatever. And they have this other title that Seth has that that, that one can be hot potatoed around other people over, over the next few years. But yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, I, I, it's, 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 it, it's uh it's disappointing you know when i saw the rock back it's a huge listen it's a huge pop I'm a, I'm a big mcafee guy a lot of people don't know this i actually went to, to to hebrew school with mcafee's agent back in the day uh david coonan i'll give him a shout out david Coon, shout out to coonan really really cool guy his dad is actually he was i don't know if he's still he was like one of the owners of the hawks and he was one of the guys who facilitated the deal when conan came over to uh to tbs like when the whole thing went down with jay leno so uh yeah david coonan killing it and uh and uh, and he's a big wrestling fan and i and i have noticed obviously mcafee's involvement with wrestling with him being his agent which is really cool so anyways the rock's back he's probably gonna take cody's spot at wrestlemania i'm pretty bummed about that but everyone else seems pretty psyched because i mean the pop was absolutely humongous you you can't i can't, also can't be ignorant and be like i didn't hear the pop you know i heard the pop and it's like shit yeah, but you hear la Knights pops every week and you, that's you're a completely still... different thing dude, dude, <laughs> the LA... okay we're not going to go down the LA night rabbit hole here, but like <laughs> I see the, the reports or whatever of him, like reneg- or trying to negotiate or play hardball. I don't know how, how true that is, by the way, no idea. But if that's, if there's any truth to that, all I would do is show the dude a picture of Elias and be like, dude, this could be you in like three weeks. Like, <laughs> like you, like you got to strike when the iron's hot, but like, not, to strike while but, but not, but not, but not, but not negotiate yourself out of a job. I don't know if he's going to negotiate himself out of a job. Um, People are saying that the the writer strike ending is a uh, good for for Cody Rhodes. The writers and actor strike ending is good for Cody Rhodes. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not because it's a it's a lot of what you believe when people speak. And what I mean by that is is Brian Gewertz, who works very closely with The Rock, is basically his right hand man at, at Seven Bucks. He said that Rock wasn't going to appear on WWE TV during the strike because it would look bad that, Hey, he's showing up here and he's basically got a job here. He can come to work here while you guys are all still out of work. And then what happened? 
The Rock showed up on WWE because it just happened to be a perfect storm of Colorado. And so everybody was there. And Goldberg said he would be shocked if Rock didn't appear on WWE TV once the strike was over and maybe do something with Roman. So I don't know if the strike ending is good or bad for Cody Rhodes. I don't think it truly, truly matters. I think it legitimately comes down to what's the story, what's the scheduling going to be like. Obviously, the Rock schedule will be a little bit busier if there is no strike going on. He would just, he's going to have commitments to other things that might take priority. Here is my conspiracy theory. I'll go Andrew Zarian and give a conspiracy theory here. Here. I think Rock, I think 39 was talked about heavily. They they talked about they talked about it publicly. And so I think there was a lot of private negotiations going on as well. Rock didn't do it for whatever reason. I think Vince and everything going on there was a part yeah. of why he didn't do that. And he just didn't want to be associated like with everything. Uh at that time that's my that's my own theory sure. i have no insights on that's this a I think reasonable view i think though it's a reasonable. i i think he was like yeah not feeling that but he gave a soft maybe hard commitment to 40 and 40 is also and i said that i've been saying this for over a year everybody go back watch the tapes 40 philadelphia where does the rock and Roman story begin? Philadelphia Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble yep. mm-hmm. when he points in the booze and the yep. rock's got that look on his face. Yep. I said it. That is the alignment right there for them. WrestleMania 40, Philadelphia. And I think with that soft commitment, they said, okay, well, Roman's going to win at 39. So we can get to 40 and rock and Roman at WrestleMania 40. I don't know if they truly do have this planned out that long, and maybe that's why they were only in the bottom of the third. But I think there's enough tea leaves there, enough breadcrumbs, where if uh, you are a conspiracy theorist and you just want to throw stuff out, there's enough there that you can pick up on all of this stuff. So I think that might be how, how things have worked out. What that means for Cody Rhodes, don't know. Don't know yeah. what that means for Cody at all when it comes yeah. to this. Yeah, I don't think that what you just said is even so much a conspiracy as like just like a pretty realistic. It's probably what happened. Um, <laughs> and that's actually that, that's a lot of lines because we've talked about that before on this show about how there's that link between WrestleMania or uh, the Royal Rumble that you just mentioned, where this all technically started with when when Roman won and was getting booed and the rock was getting booed alongside him holding his hand up and you could tell the rock was confused that night he was looking around the crowd like i don't i don't get this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, 
and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Food around here. Like, what's going on? Um, and this actually ties into my to my spotlight, so I'm going to kind of overlap here a little bit because my, my spotlight is the Jey Uso uh, move to Raw and how <clears throat> and Cody's true motivations behind that, and I think that that ties into this story. That's why I'm going to mix these two these two topics together because when I was watching Raw on Monday and they had that kind of confrontation or co- conversation, I'll consider it uh, between Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and um, and Cody, and Sami Zayn is pretty trustworthy of Cody because he's gone down the path of the bloodline and, and the, the, he has the relationship with Jey Uso previously and all that stuff. But Owens is the one who's kind of in the middle right now being like, I don't trust, I trust you guys, but I don't trust him. So he's kind of caught. And one thing that I thought was very interesting was when Owens was like, just straight up Cody, like, tell us, why did he do this? Like, why did you have Jay come over here? Cody's answer was very disingenuous seeming where he was like, I love the fans and the fans love Jay. Like you love Jay, right? Like, and they're cheering and he's like, come on guys, like let's give him a second chance. And to me, it seems like Cody made this happen for, I don't know which route they're going with this exactly, but it seems to me that it was, it was a way to keep, it will eventually tie back into Cody versus Roman. Like this will link that story back together because eventually I think we're going to get to the Usos singles match at WrestleMania. That'll be one of the matches at Mania that they're building towards, I think. And, and I think that you just got to get, you need also they're killing time with Cody too. And they're probably also super killing time because they, they might not know now, like, is the rock going to be there or not? So they have to plan for like a scenario where the rocks there or a scenario where the rocks not there. One, one probably involves Cody winning the title. One probably involves Cody not being involved in the title match at all. You know, so it's like there's and there's huge discrepancies there. And what, what you can do storyline-wise to get to both of those places, because there's two, there's two very different places. So, like, 
I, I think that this was done mainly to have Cody have a story that mattered up until like the Royal Rumble and stuff with Jay. But I also think it's a way that maybe like, once again, I don't know which way they, how exactly they, they go about doing this, but maybe it's like, cause are, are they, fr- they're, are they framing the Jay thing as a trade or as he quit the company and they signed him as a free agent? They said there was going to be trade compensation and then they have okay. not mentioned any type of trade compensation for about two weeks. That's what I thought. And, and that's why I was confused about that. But I think what could potentially happen is Cody got them to trade Jay to raw and long-term like at some point in the future, we're going to find out that as a part of the compensation, it's actually Cody going to SmackDown so that he can go after Roman. So I could see that maybe being the, this, the, what they're doing is like, you get like a little, like you get like a mini feud between Jay and Cody to hold both guys over for a minute. And this leads, this eventually leads to Cody on SmackDown so that he can go after Roman. But once again, if they're going to pivot and like, it's going to be the rock, you don't really need to do any of that. So like, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I just, I just, I just hope it doesn't get boxed out. How, how do you, how do you feel about, um, about where, how, where do you stand on the Jey Uso thing? Like storyline wise, do you think like I'm pretty accurate on that? Or like, do you think this is like going somewhere else that I'm not really thinking of? One, I like the Jey Uso storyline. I think it's been a good boost for Cody and just raw in general, because Cody after SummerSlam was doing nothing. Like they, right. oh, here's an appearance on the Grayson Waller effect. Here's another match against Dominic Mysterio and Judgment Day stuff. Like he wasn't doing much of anything. So at right. least the Jey Uso storyline is substantial on this. I think they can tie it together however they would like to tie it together. But I'm I'm with you on that. Some of it might just depend on do they have the rock or they, do they not have the rock for this? Um, you know, I... I just want to what is this uh ali is just posting that i just saw the tweet that zarian is talking about man I, I, i'll read it out real quick it says i'm no longer working with WWE. i look forward to the future thank you a deal he was supposed to have a tight are they doing releases today oh my gosh see and that's one thing i'm not trying to put the bad vibes or bad anything out there but like i I was talking about last week, man. And I just brought up with the Chuck Liddell thing, man. Like there's, there's legends contracts out there. We're not considering there's, there's performers who I haven't, I've talked about last week, performers we don't see on TV that often that have gotten multiple pay raises over the years that like the company might not see them as like major stars. I mean, there's one thing I'm not, I'm not trying to put this out there. I'm just saying like now that that was, a, I did not expect to see Ali leaving the company just now. And he, but he, but he had really wanted out. I want to speak for the guy, but he had really wanted out for a while, right? Like he was one of the guys that for like a, ever since yeah, he asked for stuff, his, he was like, "Get me out of here." Yeah, he asked for his release a long uh, time, a few years ago. And maybe, then, maybe silver lining here is maybe some of the people who want out are going to be able to get out. Maybe it's not as simple as like we're just getting rid of people. Maybe it's like, hey, anyone who he, wants out, that we like, this is kind of your opportunity. Like, I don't know. I mean, he he's been doing well in NXT and stuff. He he has a title match coming up in like a week. It's next Saturday, next Sunday. Uh, don't know about that anymore. Well, I mean, not now. Yeah, uh, super I'd, talented I'd like, guy. Super talented. I mean, he would be huge if he. I mean, he'd be great in AEW, but man, he would have a huge resurgence on the indie scene. Huge resurgence. He'd be main. He'd be main eventing everywhere. Ember's played Christian for the GCW title. Let's go. 
Um, I apologize that our show is now going to com- take a complete turn. One, because now there's this stuff to talk about. Two, um, I think as pe- most people know, I the news writer here on Fightful, and, and the news is my uh, bread and butter on this <clears throat> stuff. And so I'm going to have to write news while we're on the show a little bit like i gotta write sure, this i can i can i can i can hold it down on like the the live side here um but you do do what you got to do um I, I can multitask i'm just letting people know <clears throat> but uh yeah yeah um wow so yeah we didn't expect that at all um i guess we'll have to wait until like confirmation but like i mean i mean he's saying he no longer I mean, works him with saying WWE. like i mean yeah him saying he no longer works with wwe uh seems like pretty big confirmation don't feel oh, like no no, no i'm sorry no no i mean like i mean confirmation as to like like is it we don't i mean it really doesn't matter but like i i'm i'm curious to know if this was like him wanting out and like getting out finally right. or if this is like people are, they're about to do cuts because there's those are two huge, huge differences, right? Like, I mean, because now we're gonna keep our eyes on on Twitter and see if like if this happens with anyone else, um, which obviously we're not hoping happens. Like, that's we don't want this to be one of those days. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, I'll lean no longer with WWE. That's yeah, that's news we weren't expecting to uh, to break on this show at all. Damn. But once again, I, I can't stress it enough. Massively talented guy. We'll 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 we'll, we'll wind up anywhere else he wants to go so there's plenty of options for him no one no one likes losing their job but like man maybe i'm fingers crossed i'm just hoping like listen i'm hoping he saw his way out he wanted out and like this it's on to bigger better things for him going forward i think you know that'd be it'd be great to see him in another company like actually thriving so it's very unfortunate for ali because he especially since returning to NXT, I thought he's been doing really good work in NXT. Um, they probably still could have be, gotten even more out of him, honestly. Uh, yeah, super talented, not only in the ring, but his vignettes and things that mm-hmm. he does. Go watch some of that stuff. It's it's really good and really different. The way the characters he would try to come up with, the, the way he presents himself. The retribution thing should have been much better with him as the leader. They just they did what they did with it unfortunately um or fortunately yeah you know, the, the whole thing was kind of a mess but i thought with him as the leader there was more to that story and then they just didn't really do anything with it nxt i thought was a a fresh uh they like to say a fresh coat of paint for him i still thought they could have done more i was hoping that maybe giving him the nxt north american title next week would have been the lead to do more and here we are yeah I, I remember when he he first started doing like years ago he was doing those it was like those vignettes that actually um craig mitchell independent wrestler he was actually filming a lot of those um he trained with ali um and um i used to really like those it was like those it was him being like kind of like a vigilante like he'd be like out on the streets like kind of cleaning up the streets um and like these videos that he was doing and like they, they aired for like a few weeks i thought they were really good and it, like gave you like a good perspective on like kind of more him as like a person trying to help other people and stuff this is all pre-retribution but um in like the real the real thing with him really when you look at it the trajectory change was the kofi mania stuff because yeah. he was so he was supposed to be in that match and then kofi got the spot in the match and then Kofi Mania began, and they never went back to Ali. Now, granted, 
awesome for for Kofi and for for the fans. Like I thought it was really really damn cool with him being the champion and the run that he had with that title. The way that it ended was BS, but like you know the actual run was pretty damn cool. And the, and the actual win at WrestleMania was like a legendary moment when he when he pinned Daniel Bryan and the New Day celebrated with him and they brought the old title back and everything because Bryan had been using like the the eco friendly championship or whatever. Um, but they never went back to Ali really after that. Retribution was really the closest thing that they did. And that thing was a was a bust. So, um, anyway, yeah, I'm interested to see what's next for Ali. But that's definitely uh definitely news that I wasn't expecting to see. And I hope no, I hope more people don't lose their jobs today, unless it's people who who want out of the company or finally getting their out. Yeah, um, I know like. The other really big public release request was Dyad Grizzled Young Veterans, uh, but their contract is up. Apparently, it's it's over according to, to Booker T. Like it expired, and they are free agents. So I don't think that's a request issue there. Um, you know, we, we talked about with the, with the merger uh, releases were going to happen. We knew office releases would happen. That happened last week. Uh, over a hundred employees were were laid off last week and we're hoping talent would be safe off of this it seems pretty shitty that hey we announced this big new television deal with smackdown reportedly a 1.4 billion dollars let's also release a bunch of talent that yeah let's bring in the rock because that's not cheap you know what i mean like bring in bring in part-timers and listen i'm not gonna rip bringing the rock back i obviously i understand how big of a star he is and he was made in the wwe and like i was a fan of his obviously back in the attitude era and all that stuff too. Like, but it's not cheap to bring in the rock, you know, you're spending a lot of money on that kind of stuff. Um, and, and it, and it, and it's bad optics when you, like you just said, your company just signed a deal for over a billion dollars. And I hate the idea. Like I'm sure most people do. I hate the idea of companies making like insane amounts of profit, like in like even more and more and more and more profit. And then cost cutting. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're just, you're making more than you were 10 minutes ago. And in that 10 minutes, you got rid of something. Like, what are you doing? Like, you didn't need to do this at all. You know? So once again, we don't know this. We don't know the specifics though. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's a scenario where like it was mutual or he wanted out, but man, if, it, if it's a scenario where like people are about to start getting mass cut again, right after a gigantic TV deal is announced. It's yeah. not good. It's, no. it's not like you said, not good optics or really anything on this. When you would uh, think that like Nick Khan and those guys would be a bit more self-aware about that. Like, uh, I mean, or, or, the, or they, different. or they just don't care, which is, which is, which is honestly more likely is they're just like, it's a business, not it's, business is business. Numbers are numbers. You know, we, we looked at this metric on the, on the sheet and said, we need to, we, we want to cut X amount of costs and it's going to come from, from this section right here. And they just went and wiped it out. Like, and and it's a it's a heartless it's a it's a cold it's a cold approach. Um, but that's also kind of you have to be in a position like that in a lot of ways. But it's one of those things where like you would think big merger, kind of new guy in charge, and all this stuff. And like the first like thing we're seeing optically here is the Rock's back for a lot of money. They're probably gonna box Cody out of the thing. <laughs> Ali just left the company, and this is all happening while the company just made billions extra extra dollar that they didn't have just like the other day it's pretty crazy um if anything else breaks on this show we will continue to to talk about it uh hopefully i i'm with you in that look 
hopefully this is a situation where he still wanted out and he got his re he got uh his request granted the timing not only with just everything else going the timing is weird in the fact that he was supposed to wrestle for the no. north american title next week like it's true it's true so i don't know why be like oh yeah let me get my release okay it's granted but I mean, to be fair though you can't really use that as a as a real like litmus because like who was it um wasn't like mandy rose she was like the nxt champion and then like yeah, they had her like the drop the title and she was out of the company within like a day kind of thing like you know she i mean that was oh, sorry she didn't request her release on that that was a she had the the website they may or may not have told her hey don't do this and then uh she was like oh no don't agree with that and so okay well no. you're gone then no i understand the situation i'm just saying like the the concept of like just because ollie had a title match coming up like we've seen this right. happen with like actual champions of theirs where it's like on a dime where it's like hey this we're we're gonna get rid of like they didn't even care that they were they're the champion they just take the belt off of them and they're gone so like just because he had a title match coming up doesn't necessarily mean anything especially if ollie didn't care like if he wanted out and he's like dude why would i like i'm not gonna stick around for this nxt title match like i don't even want to be in this company like you know, but once again, I'm, I'm putting words in people's mouths. Like, I don't, I don't, I have no idea what the situation is. I'm just kind of spitballing here and thinking, I'm thinking optimistically on all these side, hoping that this was because, because not just for him, because now the fear is like refreshing the, the feed and seeing more of this. And like, that's, so we don't know if this is an isolated thing or if this is like more to come. Um, and obviously, you know, I would obviously we're biased here, but this would be the platform to, to promote this. I'd keep an eye on Sean Rossap's Twitter because he's uh, he's the one to you know reliability wise. I think that he's the main person. He, there's there's plenty of people that that will give you good information, but I'm I'm in the camp of like until Sean reports it, I I don't really take it as fact. Um, and uh, but obviously when a talent themselves comes out and says something like this, obviously I believe Ali. So, um, yeah. First off, Sean's gotta uh, wake up. Uh, some people are saying i guess so i mean i should call him i'm like sean where are you he's not tweeted about the smackdown deal okay he retweeted uh something okay he's he's up he's awake uh maybe he's his phone was blowing up with the ali news um uh some people are saying that i I remember here sean saying that WWE is moving towards letting talent contract expire instead of releasing well if that's true and his contract expired and he's just done then okay clearly that was his decision then i question why the hell are you putting him in a title match when you know his contract is expiring um before the title match is happening that that's where i i question that unless you have a handshake deal where it's like all right well he's still gonna do the title match but then maybe don't take to twitter and announce that you are leaving the company because this isn't like you know jake cargill didn't do this when when she was uh leaving AEW, she didn't come out and say like on Wednesday when she returned or Saturday, I guess she returned on Saturday saying like, Hey, I'm leaving the company. And then AEW announces that she has a, a match uh, on rampage against, uh, against Chris Statlander. And it's like, well, we know the outcome to this match. She waited until she didn't say anything like in that. If that was the case, you probably just wouldn't say anything. And Ali seems like a, good enough person to where he's not going to blow up that spot and burn any type of bridge like that. So as we'll see, we will wait for, for more information. There's just a, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is yeah we'll keep our eyes on it sean is awake i saw his his twitter yes. is active now as well so um i assume he'll be going live shortly with uh, sure. a lot of i'd imagine news. and obviously like if he needs to jump on here or something this is a special occasion of like i mean sean could obviously come on here whenever he wants to but like with with breaking news like if if we need to like miss some topics i mean i have to leave at 11 either way but you can y'all can do your thing if anyone needs to jump on here for breaking news and that kind of stuff um, yeah, I I hope there are is no. Um, I hope it's not a mass release day. Uh, yeah. We shall see. We shall. We see. Move they already eight. ruined my birthday with this shit. Can oh, we not? That's right. I can we just was, not? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get on to. Uh, I, I have a I'm, I have a new bumper for us. I haven't I haven't uploaded it, but I have a new I have a new AEW bumper. Okay. 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 This is in the voice of Bobby Fish. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> I want to make sure I get this right. Phil is a marginal athlete at best and a god awful martial artist. Okay, AEW <laughs> topics. All right, AEW topics. <laughs> I heard Bobby Fish actually say that quote this past week and lost it. I was I was cackling. I was laughing so hard. Um, <laughs> anyways, go ahead. Um. All right, well, let's just jump into AEW. Grand Slam last night. Let's talk about positive things in the world of wrestling. And I don't think it gets more positive than Eddie Kingston winning the ROH World Championship, defeating Claudio Casagnoli, earning Claudio's respect, getting Claudio to shake his hand, uh, putting New York on his back, Eddie Kingston winning the championship. Jensen, we were actually recording uh, our interview with Matt Brannigan when this moment happened live. And I didn't say anything during the the interview, but I had AEW on on my TV. If you watch when you watch the interview at 11 o'clock and you see me like glance up over to this side, you I'm watching Dynamite. Um, but I had the moment on and all I hear in the other room in our house is just a giant. Yes. Nice. And my wife popped so big when the Eddie Kingston uh when happened and i you could hear it in the other room everybody can pay attention to that if you would like i don't know 15 20 minutes into the interview just listen for a loud yes in another room uh off off microphone eddie kingston won good on him i think it's great to see it needed to happen they didn't need to screw us over um didn't need to to screw us over and delay this it happened in new york it was great to see your thoughts on eddie kingston winning the title <clears throat> yeah so i I, I kind of was assuming because you when when me and you talked after the interview and you're like, hey, my topic for yeah. this show, it's probably gonna be Eddie Kingston, like whether he wins or loses, but like if he loses, I'm gonna be pissed. And I was like, and then I realized <clears throat> when we when I went to go watch the show that it already happened. And I was like, oh Jeremy, I, I I figured you were either watching or you had the results refreshing or something during that. I would have I would have not have been able to, even if I was not watching, I would not have been able to avoid it because the wife was so loud on the pop yeah. that <laughs> I knew awesome. he won. Had I had heard a <laughs> shit, then I knew he would have lost. So that that's fair. She would have used more coarse language, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, yeah, great to see Eddie Kingston get the W. Um, cool with like the, the, the gear that both guys were wearing too, um, for the match. Um, it's interesting too. Cause like, you know, as much divisiveness as there is with like the CM Punk and Jack Perry and elite stuff and all that, like with like, um, people fighting and whatnot, it's, there's also always the flip side to that too, where like Claudio and Kingston really seem to like legitimately not like each other in real life. I mean, 
Eddie takes like any opportunity he can to like just make that a point. Be like, listen, I don't respect this guy. Like, I don't want to get it twisted. I don't like this guy, but I, I think he's a good pro wrestler. And like, we put on good matches. And like, that's why I shook his hand after the match tonight and stuff like that. And I think Eddie just keeps it real, which I think that's why he is so beloved by the fan base because like they see the authenticity and they, they it's very relatable. And he's very much like an underdog in a lot of ways. And I, like in life and in wrestling. And that's like, it's once again, it's very relatable. And for him to finally get the win over Claudio, because like Claudio is such the opposite. He's like, he's the super athlete who wears suits to the, to the, to the, to the, you know, arena. And Eddie's the scrappy guy who had to, who was almost out of the game completely after 20 years selling his gear to make pounds and probably shows up in, you know, Yankees cap in the, in the, in a, in a Yankee shirt or, or whatever to the show. And, um, so to see like the the con- the complete contrast in those two people as like people and as athletes and everything, but the two of them can have such a great match with one another and such chemistry with one another, and it creates such a moment like that for Eddie to 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 have and for Claudio to just do the job, just to properly do the job. He took that power bomb, he took the one two three, he laid there like he got defeated. If you really put over Eddie like Eddie was supposed to get put over to to win that championship, and it's really cool. Twenty twenty three, Eddie Kingston's the Ring of Honor champion, um, you know so. Yeah, I think this was this was badass. I mean, and, and it needed to happen. Like at some point, they needed to have Eddie finally get a big W like this. He's become too much of the guy who like loses the big match where it, it fits his his character on show. But event, but you occasionally you got to get that W, and and this was a huge W for him. And I think one day he may even become the AEW World Champion, honestly, because the fans are so behind him. Um, and he's great at what he does. So. Yeah, congratulations to Eddie Kingston and congratulations to Claudio. They put on a really damn good match. Claudio had a, a really damn good run with that title, in my opinion. And they did all this business perfectly with one another while knowing backstage these guys don't like each other. I think it's pretty damn cool. I hope that not that I don't want to see Eddie on AEW television because I think he deserves that platform. He's certainly good enough to be on that platform. But I've said this a, a lot and I'm going to continue to say it. I like when AW and ROH are a little bit more separate. Agreed. And look, right now they're champions. It's not going to happen. One half of the uh, ROH tag team champions is the AEW world champion. Um, there's a big title match coming up on, on Friday that ain't looking promising for, I, I legitimately have not read Rampage spoilers, so I do not know. I don't um, know either, to be honest. So. But I don't see the Hung Bucks losing to Mogul Embassy in that match. So if you put the six-man, the ROH six-man titles on the, the Hung Bucks, you already got the, the tag team titles on one on the world champion in Adam Cole, the hottest act in the company. Claudio was obviously all over AEW TV, barely on ROH TV. I think Eddie can actually be much like Athena, because I think Athena's been the best champion they have because she is just on ROH. Now, much like Eddie... She should probably be be on AEW television, but at least she's not on AEW TV, like taking losses or involved in other storylines that just don't come off that make it feel less than with her. Because Claudio, that's what it felt like. It's like, oh, Blackpool Combat Club is uh, doing all of this stuff on AEW TV. Doesn't feel like Claudio is really the ROH world champion. The fact that he was never on the shows wasn't helpful either. I think right. Eddie can actually be a staple of ROH that doesn't need to be on AEW programming while he's the ROH champion. Again, he deserves to be on AEW television. He's good enough. That has nothing to do with that. It is just, I want the separation more 
with AEW and ROH. And I think Eddie is a guy that can we can actually get that because Blackpool was such a staple of AEW to where it would feel weird if Claudio was not on the show. Yes, I, I 100% agree with everything you just said. You know, I I think I wish there was more um, more of like a true split between the rosters on those shows. And maybe that's where they're kind of heading towards. Because I think Eddie's a good example of that. Because like you said, of course, Eddie Kingston is good enough to be on AEW. He's one of those over people on the AEW roster in general. But <clears throat> they have such a stacked roster and so many people and so much going on in AEW that you can afford to not have Eddie on TV for a while on AEW and have him exclusive to Ring of Honor and bring eyes to that product and be their champion for a while. Um, so, well, yeah, well, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Wes Oldblade just says, uh, we've been taking L's left and right. Think the Bucks had Hangman down buying into the Swerve storyline. Maybe, maybe. Um, you know, that, that's that's possible. I think because the Elite have been taking so many L's, they ain't taking another one here. Not that, like, they've been taking, okay, FTR is, uh, is, is one thing. Bullet Club Gold, one thing. You're going to take a loss to Brian Cage, Bishop, <clears throat> and Khan. No, no offense to these guys, but I just, I don't know. Um, Sean says, uh, sorry, I said Ali leaving, not tied to any broader talent cuts. So fingers. Is he, is he live on here right now too, or something? I would, I didn't see that on his Twitter. I didn't know if he was like, is he doing a, a live right now? No, it, it's on Twitter. Um, it's I'm told Twitter. by WWE that Mustafa Ali saying he's no longer working with WWE is not due to any broader talent cuts. My, my thing hadn't refreshed yet. I see that okay. from three minutes ago now on yeah. Twitter. Okay, cool. Um, so, hey, maybe it's what we're thinking. Maybe he wanted out and he got out. Ho- hopefully yeah. that's the case. Yeah. Um, um, yes, hopefully no broader talent cuts. We don't need don't need one of those days. Never need one of those days. No. Uh, the other AEW topic from last night, Sammy Guevara recreating a WrestleMania <laughs> moment, uh, kicking Jericho in the dick, and then much like Jericho kicked Shawn Michaels in the dick. And he slumped into his chest and he shoved him off. Uh, Jericho defeated Guevara in their match. And then Guevara aligned himself after the dick kick, aligned himself with Don Callis and the Don Callis family. Your thoughts on the official turn with Sammy Guevara? I like this stuff a lot. I thought the match was really good. I love the finish. Like, I mean, shooting a star press into code breaker, like great good. stuff. Yeah. And obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously there's a lot more on, on Sammy to, to execute that move, but you still got to get the timing if you're Jericho to make it not look goofy. And I thought that that was, that was really cool. Um, that match between uh, Jericho and Michaels at WrestleMania 19 is one of my favorite matches of all time. And a match that I, I firmly believe that Jericho should have won. But, um, you know, it was a great match. And then Sean obviously accomplished a lot more in his return run with the WWE after that and everything. Um, <clears throat> but... I thought it was cool because like Sammy was wearing Jericho's gear. Like it was like the same type of yeah, gear and everything yeah. from that night. And literally, like you said, the same exact thing where he hugs him, kicks him in the dick, pushes him away. Um, and I think this is, you know, I think this makes sense. You know, I'm fine with Jericho being a baby face for the time being. I think that Sammy joining the Callis family is, is really good. I, I actually, I think the, the, prospect of like him and Takeshita, I'm sorry, him and Takeshita doing stuff together and stuff and building more people around Callus. I um so I think this is all heading in a really interesting direction. And it's at least like paying off more of like the the overall story where it's all kind of started with with Callus courting Jericho because of their their lifelong friendship. Jericho accepting eventually, but then realizing that he was going to be turned on and not accepting, leading to him versus Osprey. 
But now it's really coming full circle because like all along, Sammy, the guy who was closest to Jericho, is the one who was really going to join up with, with Callus this whole time. So I like the story and I'm sure we'll get more matches between the two, but um, yeah, I thought the match, I thought the match between Sammy and, and Jericho is really good. I think eventually Sammy needs to beat Jericho one-on-one, like to yes. kind of, you know, pay off the, the multi-year story here since day one of dynamite with the two of them being linked. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I, I liked the match. I love the finish and um, I love the turn and I love the way that they did, they did the turn. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a nod and like a throwback to, fans like us who who were around for Jericho versus Michaels and back in the day and stuff. So yeah, I, I like it. I like this all the way around. I know you're not the biggest on like the storyline and stuff like that. And, and you're not the biggest Jericho fan and whatnot, but can you admit as just a wrestling fan, that's pretty cool that like they, they did it the way they did it. Like it was, it was a good story. Um, Yeah. I, the match was good. I, the match was good. I'm not, I'm not even the highest on Sammy Guevara. Uh, this is my, <clears throat> issue issue as well what happens to daniel garcia that's who i think the the talent should be on there the spotlight should be on is daniel garcia because tony last night doing the he was kind of a little off off uh trying to do his version of it tony khan has the rhythm that you would expect tony khan to have yeah that is that is all i can't really talk to be honest i have i have oh no me neither but uh, but but that was that was impressive from from Tony Khan last night. But hey, I love that he can make fun of himself like that and go out in front yeah. of the crowd as the owner of this company and just and just goof around. What happens to Garcia, by the way? I still firmly believe he should be a part of the Blackpool Combat Club. I feel the same way about Lee Moriarty, but but Moriarty is now with Shane Taylor Promotions. But um, they they got to figure out something with Garcia soon because he's he's obviously he's killing it and he he needs he needs some direction right now. As far as Sammy and Jericho, babyface Chris Jericho doesn't excite me too much. Um, Sammy, he's good. The fact that he's been tied with Jericho pretty much since the existence of AEW and doesn't feel like a big deal is a little worrisome. Um, he's better as a heel. I like him much better as a heel. When they tried to babyface him during like uh, earlier this year during the pillar stuff, nobody bought into that. That didn't really work at all. So I, I like him much better as a heel. Uh, you know, Don Callis is an easy alignment. Callis can do a lot of the talking, get a lot of heat off of that. Yeah, Sammy's got to win this feud. Yeah, but does that mean anything? And you would think beating Chris Jericho should, but you know, Action and Dreddy beat Chris Jericho and look where he's at. Ricky Starks beat Chris Jericho and it took him the the punk stuff and now the Brian stuff to like kind of get back on track with that. Like beating Chris Jericho should mean something, but the follow-up after beating Chris Jericho really hasn't always meant anything. When Orange Cassidy beat Chris Jericho by knocking him into Mimosa, didn't really do a whole lot for Orange Cassidy until this kind of recent stuff took off with him. So yeah, Sammy beating Jericho would seem like a big deal, but if the follow-up isn't there and Jericho is still the focal point and doesn't take that step back, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, but I, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. You're right. I'm not the highest on this. I'm worried that it's going to just stretch out way too long. Like a lot of Jericho, um, like a lot of Jericho feuds have, and mm-hmm. I want to see Daniel Garcia in a more prominent position i think daniel garcia has been background too much 
during this. And I was excited when Jericho or Garcia got aligned with this because I thought it would give him a, a prominent role on television. And it led to some good stuff. He got the Brian feud out of it. He's definitely found himself as a sports entertainer, but I think he should be more elevated than he is. And I think he should be elevated over Garcia. Or yeah. over Guevara, sorry. No, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think a lot of people would agree with would agree with that too. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes because at the very least, I think Jericho in his mind is thinking, I've had this guy under my wing for four years. Like, I'm gonna do everything I can to make it worth the payoff for this guy. So and we've seen you know, I know Jungle Boy is currently on suspension and stuff, but like I didn't really know where it was gonna go for him when he turned he I know I know we've seen Sammy as a heel and stuff, but like when when Jungle Boy made his turn, I didn't I really wasn't into it at first. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna work. He's not great on the microphone. His look, I, I hate the music, but that's the point and stuff like that. But then, like after a few weeks of it, I was like, "Oh, dude, this actually rules!" Like he's a great heel; he's really finding himself doing this. Um, so I'm I'm holding that hope that like they know what they're doing with Guevara coming out of all of this, considering how long they've been building towards it. But I understand the uh, I understand the reservations as well for sure. Um, yeah, and we'll see when Jungle Boy Jack Perry comes back as well, because I think he was really finding himself as a heel. Yes, um, yeah, and then you know he pissed off CM Punk to the point that he got himself suspended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see where he places coming back. I think Hook is a guy that should be maybe doing a little bit more coming coming out of this. Now he's just kind of aligned with Orange Cassidy because cool, but I I think Hook should be kind of in just a more elevated position instead of doing, I worry, I realize this is a completely different topic now. They're going to do with Hook what they sort of did with Jade Cargill. Obviously, as a as a baby face instead of a heel, but it's like, we're kind of afraid, and he's already lost to Jack Perry, but they're just kind of afraid to like elevate him to a higher position because they don't want to beat him. And But instead, he just stays in one spot and doesn't get as over as he could be given the uh, charisma and talent that he has. Sure. I don't think they got to worry about him leaving or anything. I just, Jade Cargill felt stagnant for so long. It felt like she should have been a bigger deal. Hook should very much be the same way. Under, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. All right, let's uh, move on to our other spotlight. Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. Chris Sabin, 10-time X Division champion defeating Leo Rush and the main events of Impact 1000 Part 1, Part 2. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's tonight. But Chris Sabin, really a staple uh, in Impact from the, the very beginning, uh, was on the first episode of Impact, main evented the final uh, Impact 1000, um, and 10-time X Division champion now. Thoughts on Chris Sabin making history? Man, really, uh, oh, sorry, I, 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 I'm a little off topic, I, I'm sorry, I'm just now remembering this, just shout out really quick, hopefully John Moxley's okay, AWIs, like that was, that thing with Phoenix, that was brutal, Um, I hated seeing that, and then Adam Cole hurt himself on the run-in, which is like, yeah. bad luck. Um, we, so, we, we didn't, 
we didn't talk about that, but no, yeah, which, best wishes to yeah, both best men. wishes about those guys. We, we just don't have the time to go through everything, unfortunately. But like, I did want to give a shout out to that of like, hopefully Moxley's okay. Hopefully Adam Cole's okay. Those were, those were two freak accidents last night, and I'm just hoping, <clears throat> hoping everything is good. Um, as far as for for impact though, like you said, man, um, Chris Saban, a a real staple, like a like a Mount Rushmore level guy for Impact Wrestling. Um, and I like the match too because they they had a, a callback immediately to the Slammiversary match where Leo Rush beat Saban, where like he did the the dive to the outside and beat him up pre match and all that stuff. Did the same kind of thing in this match, but Saban Saban like overcame it <clears throat> and uh, eventually got the win with the Cradle Shock. But the match was really damn good. I mean, these two guys kill it. And I was disappointed in Slammiversary that we didn't get this match because I was like. It was one of the matches I was the most looking forward to on the same anniversary card, and it wound up just being like a quick squash for Leo. But at least it built towards what we got last week on Impact 1000 in the main event. So, yeah, it's Chris Saban, 10-time Max Division champion. And I also liked on commentary during the match that they really put over how the X Division title was like the, was like the cornerstone. Like, that's like the – honestly, that's the main title for Impact historically um, since they were TNA. That was, the, the X Division was about, uh, was about no limits. And, and that really is what, what put the company on the map was their exhibition back in the early 2000s. So, um, yeah, really cool to see Saban do it. And then also, you know, he's, he's looking older, right? Like, he's got, like, the gray beard kind of going on now. And, like, his hair is getting a little fairer. And, like, it is cool to see him as, like, the veteran now. And all the all the, the locker room cleared out to celebrate with him after he won and stuff. And it is kind of cool seeing guys like Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, who have always been super talented and always been super well-respected, just kind of getting their flowers more and more often lately. I, I agree with you. Um, and yeah, Chris Saban, the 10-time X Division champion. Uh, it's, a, it's a big moment for him. I hope Leo Rush is sticking around and Impact. I know he was injured for, for part of it. So that, I was I was looking forward to a bigger X Division title run for him. Because uh, he really only had the one defense, I believe. I don't think he had another title defense. He, he beat Saban in a match that was what it was at Slammiversary. And then he had the one defense and then he lost to Saban. I hope he uh, gets to stick around and do a little bit more in the company, but yeah, Chris Saban getting his flowers uh, on, on impact and, you know, Alex Shelley being the world champion. It's good stuff for, for Saban. And real quickly, cause I, I, I have to mention this, they're bringing back the Fox box tonight for impact 1000. Oh, are they? I didn't realize that. That's cool. Oh yeah. That this is my doing. I, I, oh, you, my you that into existence. Oh, I did. I did. We had Garrett Kidney, who is the social media person for Impact. We had him on In the Weeds before Impact 1000. And uh, he was like, what's your favorite Impact memory? And I was like, it's not really like a specific segment. It's like, I love the Fox box. I love it. Like, you guys got to bring that back. And then all of a sudden they brought it back. I so, love that. Dude, I did not power. know he was, I didn't know he was the, the, the impact social media guy. I just always see him tweeting about impact and like all the historic, that totally makes sense. So he's involved. I really, I honestly didn't know that. that he that is the totally reason. Yes. He is the reason that impact has clips two seconds after stuff is referenced in AEW and WWE. Totally makes sense. That makes, yeah. that's actually the only thing that makes sense. So <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Garrett Garrett is the best. Garrett is the best. Um, oh, hold on. Oh, no. Uh, I've been told there was a misunderstanding. This is from Sean. And there are rumblings that there will be some talent cuts today uh, in WWE. Right. Oh, shit. We'll um, have to, that'll probably be something for after this show for you guys. Unless it unless stuff starts happening in the last 10 minutes, the next 10 minutes. Um, yeah. Which yeah. hopefully doesn't um, happen. But. Hopefully not. Uh, let's, uh, let's get uh, to the rest of 
our, our topics. Um, the the other other spotlight will will Osprey and Nomichi Marafuji, part of Marafuji's 25th anniversary debut. Uh, oh, Emma, I believe, has been released. Yep. Yep. All right. So Tenille. Emma has. Yep. Yeah, Emma Tennille Dashwood. Oof. But so yeah, we had we had Mira, Mira Fuji, Mira Fuji uh, versus Osprey. Man, Emma, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a rough day. This is this might just be the beginning. Damn, damn. I want to talk about our topics because we only have ten minutes, but like, uh, there's not really not a whole lot I can say with Emma to be completely honest because I, I don't I didn't really see a whole lot of her after she returned. So I don't know really what they were doing with her, if anything, on the show. I really I really couldn't tell you. So. I know she was doing well for herself and impact and stuff pre going back to WWE, but um, if you want to talk about Osprey and, and Marafuji, yeah, yeah, I got you. So Osprey Marafuji, awesome match. Um, that's really, really what I wanted to just come on here and say. I wanted people to go out there and check it out. It's part of Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, Marafuji is a guy who, I mean, when I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, I, I, <clears throat> I once drove like ten hours round trip to watch him wrestle. Um, he wrestled Dominic Dijak, actually. Uh, Don, Donovan Dijak. Um, Dijakovic, whatever his name is on WWE currently. I don't even know what they Dijak call him right anymore. Now. He's, he's Dijak now. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I watched, uh, I, I drove like 10 hours round trip to see Mara Fuji versus Dijak back in the day. Um, and just, he can go at such a super high level still. It's, it's unreal with how long he's been around. Legitimate legend status. There were some of the best question mark kicks and like all of, in all of pro wrestling in my opinion and there were some sequences during this match where they were just chaining moves together that i was like it was some of like the best stuff i've seen all year honestly and it was consistent it was like the whole match was like just these incredible and there was a point in the match where like mara fuji hit a sliced bread and then osprey hit like hit like a hidden blade and like this and that and like, i was sure the match was over and then they went like went like longer after that and, like they got back to another finish that was even better and stuff and Awesome match. I just wanted people check it out. I'm not doing it justice, but check out Mara Fuji versus Osprey um, from this past week. It was a a dream match for for Osprey as well. He mentioned it. Uh, what AEW show was he at earlier this year? It might have been oh, Forbidden right. Door. Um, yeah, it might have been Forbidden Door, which seems like forever ago at this point. But anyway, he he mentioned it like, yeah, I want this Mara Fuji match. And then it was announced a couple weeks later as part of the 25th anniversary. And maybe he already knew the match was coming up. Um, but yeah, he he mentioned it then and he, uh, he he got the match and it was a dream match for him, something he wanted and he got. And he clearly, clearly put a lot into it and it clearly meant a lot to him to do this match. And he mentioned afterwards that he wanted to possibly team with Mara Fuji to take on Eddie Kingston and, and Junakiyama, which now is sort of been rumored, speculated about for um, for Wrestle Dream. So we will see if maybe that comes to fruition in the next week or two uh, that we get a Marafuji and Osprey team uh, going yes. into uh, Wrestle Dream. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, Pro Wrestling Noah, go watch it. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic. Yes, match. and um, shout out Will Osprey did get the win with the Stormbreaker, so he did yes. win the match. I want to mention that as well. Our indie spotlights, real quickly. I want to give a big motherfucking shout out. Joey Janela and Blue Kane. Jensen. I just want your thoughts on Blue Kane and yeah. what and his, how he has got, he's basically worked himself into a match against Joey Janela, which I, it took place. It's on uh, Fight Plus, uh, the GCW in London shows. London, it's, it's not, 
uncommon. We've seen uh, the Undertaker, UK Undertaker, was a thing back in the day. And now we have Blue Kane doing his thing out there. Uh, but your thoughts on Blue Kane? So I've actually seen quite a bit of Blue Kane recently, mainly from social media. Like, I've followed his Twitter for a little while. I don't know if he still has it or not. I think he was one of those guys who may even get like suspended off and on or something. I can't remember to be honest, but I, I was seeing him pop up for a little bit. And I think I may have even seen Janela talking about him because Janela is like, that's right up his alley. Anything that's weird like that, Janela is going to want in on anything. That's like a veteran who's like past their prime that he thinks he can still like pull a really good match out of like, that's, that's up his alley. Um, yeah. Blue Kane's awesome. If people haven't seen him, it's basically just like a guy who's like not necessarily in like the best shape, in a in what looks like the og like late 90s cane costume and mask except it's blue instead of red and his powers are like are like snow and ice based instead of like fire based yeah um so uh so yeah i mean i'm not doing it justice but you need to check it out to see for yourself what i'm talking about but i think i'm doing a pretty good job explaining it Joe Janela wound up beating him after he hit him with in the head with a chair, similar to how you'd see Kane get hit by like Shawn Michaels and stuff back in the day. And he 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 eventually did a double stomp off the top onto a chair to pin him. But after the match, they did the spot where Blue Kane sat up like Kane and, and Janela got scared and ran away from the ring and stuff like that. And like so it was a comedy type thing, obviously. But the match for what the match was, it was it was what it would have needed to be, it was solid. And um and yeah, if you haven't seen Blue Kane, it's uh, it's pretty funny. And I don't know how they get, because they use like the Kane music and everything too. I think I could be wrong. I can't remember what music he came out to. I thought it was a little. It was uh, a little different. I think. Yeah, right? just enough different. Yeah, it was just. It was like WCW taking <laughs> like Smells Like Teen Spirit and Come As You yeah. Are and stuff and tweaking it just enough. But like, I don't know how you. I shouldn't say that. I, I don't think the WWE would care enough to go after the guy, but it's just funny. There's a guy walking around looking like a blue version of Kane, calling himself Blue Kane, and like, <laughs> like and just like sliding. But it's it's funny. So, and we've seen like fake versions of people before on the Indies. Like I remember there was like a fake Mankind for a while, and like like a like a yeah. a different type of Undertaker and stuff like that. Like so. Anyways, uh, yeah, check out Blue. That's Jeremy Spotlight. Check out Blue Kane versus uh, Joey Janela from, from GCW this past weekend. They had, two, they, they, had two, they had two full shows worth of events that were pretty incredible. Make sure to check out Blue Kane versus Janela. <laughs> it just rules that like this dude is like, you know what? Kane, red, I'm just going to be Blue Kane. And yeah. instead of fire, I'm going to be ice. Like, yeah. It's so stupid. But in the world of wrestling, like it gets over and he worked himself with this gimmick into a match against Joey Janela. And I mean, when you think about the the hierarchy of independent talent, I don't know if it gets there's a higher tier than Janela when it comes to visibility and recognition and like what he does for you working a match against him so in his connection honestly like he knows everybody so if you're trying to get booked other places he's the guy to to know so exactly exactly so like i just think it's a perfect encapsulation of of professional wrestling is a guy like blue cane with what seems very stupid it gets him gets himself this spot uh so so yeah right up your alley i wasn't surprised at all when you chose that topic (laughs) uh your indie spotlight is eric taylor um Eric Taylor winning the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament from AIW. Yes, Eric Taylor, former Bitcoin boy. Him and Mikey Montgomery were a really good tag team for quite a while. Um, And they're kind of doing their own things now. Both guys were in this tournament. 
and uh, first round, Eric Taylor defeated Wes Barkley with uh, assistance from the Duke, his manager. Um, Duke uh, helped him out with that. And it's a big deal for Eric Taylor to get that win over Wes in the first round of the tournament because Wes is still the the reigning IWTV intense, well, no, intense champion, yes, because uh, yeah. Broner holds the absolute title still. Um, but uh, <clears throat> but so Eric Taylor got a, w, a big W over a champion in Wes Barkley in the first round then went on in the semis to defeat Chavito, Chavo Guerrero Jr., uh, and uh, Magnum CK and Mance Warner to advance to the finals, where then he beat <coughs> where then he beat um, Hardway Holloway and Alec Price in the finals. So, like, a real who's who of, like, people he defeated in this tournament throughout. And um, it all ended with uh, Duke with the assistance. Um, and, oh, my God, I'm blanking on the name of the tag team that, that helped him. I'm totally blanking on their name for some reason. Um, but anyway, it's it's all leading to where like Eric Taylor has a group around him now. And there's clearly a focal point in him getting a title shot. And I mean, for, I think it's pretty cool, like to see the trajectory of like, I like seeing when like tag teams kind of split up, seeing like, where, where each guy goes. And I think there's like a really big future for Mikey Montgomery, but there seems to be like a really, really big future right now in AW or sorry, AIW for Eric Taylor. Um, so uh, big shout out to Eric for getting that W and winning the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. We had Eric Taylor on In the Weeds on Monday. That uh, that interview is now on Fightful Overbook. There's some articles and stuff coming out of that as well. Um, so yeah, uh, everybody can can go check that out. It's uh, Cash is King, by the way, is the tag team. I was trying to think of the group. It's Cat Cash is King, uh, Zach Nystrom, Elijah Dean, Duke, and Eric Taylor. Um, so there you go. Jensen, let's, I know you got to run. Uh, let's everyone know where they can find you at. Yes. Um, you can find me on Twitter or X at fight talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore use code fight talk. I was one word, no spaces on independent wrestling.tv. Um, and listen to the fightful select week under podcast. That's every Sunday, sometimes on Mondays. Um, it all depends on the NFL schedule and the games that I'm watching. And if I'm, if I'm with my family and also, Depends on the GCW um, schedule because a lot of their shows have been running on Sundays and I want to include those in the results. So sometimes I have to wait until GCW is over to record the weekender. So I appreciate y'all for always bearing with me and like with all the, because it's unpredictable when I, when I actually upload the weekender, but it's usually on a Sunday, sometimes on a Monday, depending on those scheduling conflicts. Um, But you can find that at fightfulselect.com. And I hope y'all enjoy this uh, interview. You're going to hear shortly with myself, Jeremy, excuse me, myself, Jeremy, Oh, geez. And Matt Brannigan. Um, sorry, I was like trying to clear my throat. Um, and uh, I know I woke up late when I saw Jensen for 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Power driver finisher. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't know. If, if, yeah, obviously, Jeremy, feel free to stick around. I, I know I'm, I'm hoping there's not going to be more releases, but it seems like that's probably going to be the case. Thoughts out to yeah. Emma. Thoughts out to Mustafa. Um, or to Ali, you know. Uh, and I, uh, yeah. I'll see y'all next week. You know, hopefully we're not talking about too much depressing stuff next week. Hopefully people who want out of their deals get out. Hopefully, you know, I don't know, but you know, we'll I'll be here next week to talk to y'all about whatever's going on. And, um, you know, we'll keep my eye out on Twitter and I'm hoping for no releases. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for, once again, I want to make it clear. I'm hoping for anybody who wants a, something new that wants out to get out. I think that'd be awesome if you want it out. If you're, if these are just straight up talent cuts where they're just cost cutting after signing these gigantic deals, not cool. So, I mean, that's, that's what it looks like. I get it. I get it. I'm just, 
I'm trying to stay cautiously optimistic on my way out of here because I'm about to do a job I don't want to do for the next 10 hours. So, um, anyways, see you, Jeremy. See you, chat. Good to see, good to see everybody this morning and um, hope you enjoy the interview. Do whatever, do whatever you got to do, Jeremy. I don't know if I'm about to like, are you, are you going to stay on for a minute and like talk about the releases? And I stuff? am a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I cool. Am. Um, yeah. I'll, I'm going to try to watch while I'm working too a little bit just to kind of keep an eye on what's going on. But I'm, I, I, my boss is probably already like, where are you? So I, I got, I got to go clocking for work. But once again, good seeing everyone in the chat. Good seeing you, Jeremy. And I hope everyone has a, a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you as always, uh, buddy. Everyone go follow Jensen at fight talk underscore. Uh, and I apologize to, to, our fans and to Jensen for uh, this stuff happening. And no. I unfortunately have to cover this no, stuff like while I'm on the air. So. It's just, it's, it's timing for sure. Yeah. And it's, you got, you got multiple, you, got, you wear multiple hats here at Fightful. They're all very important. So totally understand Skull Vikings. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Uh, so this sucks. I, I know the way, let me take this uh, branding off. There we go. So this sucks. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be more releases throughout the day. Emma uh, announced that she has been released. And as Will says, she just tweeted about the excitement for PLE in Australia. Yeah, that's really shitty. Uh, another way to, to put that. WWE announced this morning that, hey, we're going to Australia for a big stadium show. WWE Elimination Chamber. Would Emma have been on that show? I don't know. Um, you know, it would have been nice if they included her because she, that's her, her home country and everything. Like it would have been nice if they did include her on that show in some way. I imagine they would have had her do media for that show if nothing else. And then no, she has been released hours later. Uh, it's shitty. It sucks. And there's no other way to put it other than that. Um, it does seem like they're going to be coming throughout the day. Uh, you know, Sean kind of made that a little clear on, on his Twitter that they are going to be coming. And yeah, I don't know who else I'm not going to speculate on who else. Uh, unfortunately, we are just gonna keep, keep locked onto Twitter and uh, see who announces the releases because WWE does not announce them anymore. They typically come either from Sean or uh, from the talent themselves, as they've done this morning. You know, it's it's come from Ali, it's come from Emma, and we'll see who else may or may not tweet uh, that they are getting released. So hopefully everyone lands on their feet. It, this is never easy for the talent. It, it's never easy for... Uh, just what they have to go through. And you know, sometimes we, we like to say, oh, things will be so much better for, for people outside of WWE. They'll be utilized better and blah, 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 blah. Like you, you just never know how this affects somebody. And, you know, Emma's gone through this before, unfortunately. She went to ROH uh, for a little bit. She went to Impact and then found herself back in WWE. You know, her, her fiance, I think they're only engaged right now. I don't think they got uh, married, but her and Riddick Moss were together. And then she gets released. So it sucks. I, I hope all the talent uh, lands on their feet. I hope they uh, get, get to do everything they want to do. And it, it's very unfortunate that like they brought people back. There was a hiring fees, uh, hiring, hiring freeze to start the year. They announced all these big deals, merger. Great. Making a lot of money. Great. Hey, $1.4 billion deal over five years with USA. They're going to announce another big deal 
in the coming weeks with Raw and NXT. They're going to announce another probably billion-dollar deal. But we got to release these talents. <sighs> All right, everybody. We're going to get into a fun interview with Matt Brannigan. Um, he he joined us on, on pretty late notice. Uh, we recorded this last night during Dynamite. So again, if you see my eyes shift towards a different screen, I had Dynamite on. If you hear my, my beautiful wife yelling in the background, she was very excited over Eddie Kingston winning the ROH championship but brannigan's a lot of fun he's a guy that i've gotten to know really just this year um now will says rick boogs will uh released um that's that's from sean yeah i yeah i, I heard about that one um so yeah so boogs is gone uh we will see kind of who else um best wishes to everybody in, in wwe talent and office because I don't know if they're doing more office releases, but a lot happened on last Friday. So I, uh, I, I hope, uh, yeah. Um, I just put a video of shadows moving to USA. Oh, SmackDown. I was like, what? What pile driver finisher? Um, okay. Uh, shadows wrestling with shadows. They should air that shit on USA network. That would be something. Uh, well, let's get into this interview with, uh, Matt Brannigan. And I've gotten to know him a lot. This this past year, he joined in the weeds earlier this year. He was supposed to have a match with Nick Aldis, which we had him on in the weeds for to talk about. And the match never happened, unfortunately. But through that, through just talking to him on that and through a kind of a friendship with uh, Megabyte Ronnie, got to know Matt Moore. We did a, a very famous, everyone should go out of their way, watch it, Oreo eating contest on July 3rd. And since then, Matt and I and Megabyte Ronnie, we have group chat where we send each other food porn and things like that. So really, really fun to catch up with Matt and everything he's got going on in the world of wrestling to really talk about. It was on ROH. Last week, teaming with Cole Radrick, uh, we had Cole Radrick on In the Weeds yesterday, and Matt's uh, and Cole Radrick are at uh, Black Label Pro this Saturday with Tur Turbo Graps 24, one of the biggest independent wrestling tournaments out there. So everyone can watch that on Fight uh, this weekend. All right, everyone, here we go. Matt Brannigan in the Creator Spotlight. Welcome back to the Creator Spotlights here on the Spotlight. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. That is still Steven Jensen and this beautiful man below us. You've seen him on other shows. You've seen him alongside me. You've seen him stuffing his face with Oreos against me uh, before. Right now you see him sipping on a little bit of wine. Uh, he is from, from recently from ROH. He is the hog and hog and dog. Is Matt Brannigan. Look at that. Matt, how you doing, buddy? Look how big I am right now. Cole Radrick, yeah. we, we had him we had him on uh in the weeds on Wednesday. He was putting uh -huh. over your legs. Just he's like, I was trying to walk down the ramp and I had to keep up with Brannigan. He's got huge legs. And so he he was putting over your, your ginormous legs. Uh -huh. And yes, now we see the ginormous upper body. That's surprising. I feel like I don't I've never heard anyone compliment my legs before. So I'll take it. Cole's got some nice legs too. I don't know what he's talking about. He's got some uh <laughs> he's got some nice thighs. He's he's pretty uh thick thighed boy. He's probably got a lot of power down there. I should know because they slammed him on me and his thighs like crushed my head. Let's <laughs> say like, you got crushed by his entire body. His face hit the mat, which did not look fun. <laughs> There's a lot of viral, yeah. a lot of when viral clips out of that one. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. A lot of viral clips out of that match. Yeah, yeah. His uh, his face plan was pretty funny because when they were pinning me, I looked over to see like, is Cole okay? And I just. <laughs> <laughs> Was like, he was no. saying he still had Matt burn. It's like a week later, and he still had Matt burn from. It was like, oh, Cole, that's that's rough. It that's happens. rough, buddy. It happens. I, he, he, he's very fair skinned. 
Okay. He is. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Let, let's jump into it right there. Uh, ROH, the, the other week, you and Cole Radrick teamed up. Um, it was in Cleveland. Sorry, you had to, I, you're from Ohio. So actually, you know, I, I don't need to apologize. From Ohio. No, we Cleveland's bonded back. a little bit. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's like we bonded a little bit. where I grew up. So I'm like, that's not even, screw Cleveland. I don't care. I'm from Dayton. <laughs> <laughs> uh how how did this all come together and then once you saw the match and once it kind of and you you and cole were the the talk of the internet after it happened on a show that featured claudio ethan page uh yeah. mercedes martinez was on the show it was just like did you guys see cole radrick and matt brannigan and their match against gates of agony so how did this all come about and then the reaction to everything uh i mean i would say it was cole was more the talk than me i was just there by association of getting the rub from old superstar Cole, old, old money bags, I call them. Uh, but yeah, it just kind of came about last minute. I was, uh, I was in Washington uh, state on a trip and I had to fly back to do AEW, but I flew into Indy like at six in the morning. So I stayed up all night. I didn't sleep on the plane and then drove from uh, Indy to Cleveland, which is like four and a half hours or something. Uh, and then got there just in time. And uh, yeah, and then Cole was there, and I guess he was a last-minute guy as well. So I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to talk to Cole. He's like the one guy here that I I know." And then uh, we saw them write our name on a whiteboard. We saw the Gates of Agony, and we're like, "Oh, shit! Looks like we're going to get the mat burn here." <laughs> That's what I'm we said. If- I swear, we said it. <laughs> I was wondering if you drove with Cole because he he told us that he had to drive from Indy to Cleveland, mm-hmm. and then Cleveland back to Indy, and then he had to That's- catch an early flight. To That's go to the New thing, York. man. Like. I can't. I wanted to just tweet like, "Hey, who's doing extra work at AEW? <laughs> and can anyone ride?" And since it's in another state, I'm like, "Well, I don't know if anyone from this area will do it. I don't know how to navigate finding someone to carpool with." And then that, yeah, I was like, "Well, that would have been nice. It would have helped me." I was like falling asleep on that drive home. <laughs> I ate a whole cookie cake on the drive home to stay awake. Ooh, you know what? I think I saw that on your Twitter. Is that the one you called the slut? No, I mean, they're all oh. stuff for me, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different one. But the, the one I called a slut recently, I just saw at the store and I really wanted it. But I'm trying to look good for the shows, a uh, big show this weekend. So I didn't do it, but I regret it. And I'm still thinking about it right now. Yeah, I just remember I looked at your Twitter you know, recently and I saw like the, you know, a picture of a cookie cake with that caption there. And um, as somebody who, I, you know, I appreciate a cookie cake enthusiast. Like I think yeah. cookie cakes are kind of slept on. Like it's, I think it's like the best of all worlds in a dessert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I totally agree. I, I think they're very, very slept on. I think people kind of stop thinking about them once they like, what outside of elementary school, people just move on with their life. <laughs> but I, they're crazy, man. The icing's crazy. The cookie's always like so soft. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I, I, I seriously eat a whole one in one sitting, and then I lay on the couch sweating all night. I'm like, yeah, all right. it was worth it. I respect that. Now, I, I feel like I need to follow up that with another question similar. If you can eat a whole cookie cake, can you eat an entire, like, package of Oreos, like all three sleeves at one time? Oh, yeah. Okay. Easily, yeah. Very that's, easily. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like a benchmark. That's like a, that's yeah. a milestone. Like, that, is, that is definitely a milestone, yeah. <laughs> I, can I, think, do this uh, if, I can do this if we're just chilling and it's not a competition. You know, you put a timer on it, then it's a, yes. a little bit different. But, is, yeah, Oreos just... Yeah sitting there for i got like a half hour to just kind of enjoy a little bit yeah, yeah especially like non-stop no, like passively yeah. just one at a time then they're all gone yeah right exactly uh, and 
Mints is one that just I'll <laughs> I'll eat a whole roll of those things and just you're, not even. You're a big mint guy. I'm, I'm oh, learning yeah. about you. Yeah. Yes. I've never 100%. been much of a, of a mint dude, but I'm I'm interested now. You, no, you, I, I love the mints, the ice cream. Ice cream, uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream, things like that. Uh, there's a good, for a little while, Dairy Queen was doing a Thin Mint Blizzard. Oh, so good. So, Dairy so good. Dairy yeah. Queen goes crazy, man. Oh, they do. Shout, one, shout out to Dairy Queen. If you have the app, you can get 89 cent blizzards through like the or, rest of the month. Not joking. Not joking. Uh, that's game over for me. There goes the diet. <laughs> It's done. Shut it down. I'm going to dump blizzards like on two, on a cookie cake and then get another cookie cake oh. and make a big sandwich out of I, – I just – Yeah. Ice cream. Ice cream cake out. is where – ice cream cake is where I'm at. You give me a good ice cream cake, I will yeah. sit there and I'll eat that whole thing. I make every year uh, for the wife's birthday, I make her an ice cream sandwich cake. It's like a layer Ooh. of ice cream sandwiches, a layer of whipped cream – Another layer of ice cream sandwiches, whipped cream, and then I sprinkle. I like crush up Milky Ways and put that on mm. ice cream sandwich. Yeah. You should marry me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good. That's nice. Wow. Damn. We're just wow. talking about food, everybody. I hope you're working. Well, now I have all these other questions like involving this, but yeah, we, we we had other stuff I guess we need to talk about. But now, yeah, now we, can, it's... we can move on. We'll. We'll talk about food in the DMs. Well, well, you know what? This is somewhat related. Y'all were before I jumped on before we started recording. Y'all were talking about catering. If you want to <laughs> kind of elaborate on that and tell kind of the story of what that, that was all about. Yeah. Well, I was just talking about uh, backstage AEW shenanigans, hanging out with my new best friend Cole Radrick. Uh, so, like, it's kind of when you're back there, you just don't want to be in the way at all and you just kind of you're just hanging out you know like you don't want to rub anyone the wrong way you don't want to overstep so cole really wanted catering because they had a corn on the cob uh and cole is a pure indiana baby face uh and he needs corn on the cob he needs it he can't live without it so he, <laughs> i was trying to get him like just go get a corn and he's like i don't want to go and meanwhile i went in there about eight times and filled up eight tupperware containers full of uh of food <laughs> And stuffed in my gear bag. Uh, and I think by the time Cole's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go get some food. There was no more corn. And I don't think he ate anything. I, I think he just moped all night about Aww. corn. And I bet driving home to Indiana, he's driving by cornfields. He was probably, probably <laughs> eating chocolate to himself. Like, I could have oh, had the corn. Now, did anybody... Did anybody witness you loading up? Because that's what I would do too. By the way, in that situation, I'd, I'd go, I'd take advantage of the catering, and I, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're independent contractor, like you know, going place to place, like mm-hmm. filling up on meals. Did anybody see that? And did anybody like respect that move and say like, "Yo, I, I'm doing the same thing right after you"? No one said anything to me. I'm sure people saw it because uh, <laughs> I, I was going in and out of there all night. Uh, there was a lady working in catering who every time I went in there, I, I like kept running into her and she'd stop and look at me and she's just like, this guy again, like, is this guy not full yet? And I said, no, I haven't eaten yet. I'm going to eat so much food in a little bit. But yeah. You uh, eat it all for the drive back. Yeah. I, I would take breaks from the cookie cake and I'd eat some like steak and broccoli. Like, oh, this is healthy. <laughs> and then I went back to the cookie cake. Yeah. I'm sure people saw me and they're just like, yeah, whatever, you know, respect it. I mean, they're all they're all wrestlers too on the on the indies. They know what it's like. Of course, they know that's like the mecca for me. Like, ooh, catering. <laughs> I come in and eat some stuff. So they know. Hopefully, no one was bothered by it, but you never know. 
gotta you're not gonna be welcome back at a bunch of heat they can't bring back this guy he's got I mean, all, he ate all the catering that was my fourth time there and i've done it every time i've been there so i don't know <laughs> okay you're good you're good then <laughs> uh did you get any feedback after this particular match from anybody uh just the usual stuff uh i've never gotten a lot of in-depth feedback it's usually just like hey that was great you made them look really good uh stuff like that uh so nothing too involved prince nana was very pleased which i've always I grew up as a big fan of him, so that was that was pretty cool to be uh, in a ring with him in a Ring of Honor ring, which is the stuff I grew up watching, uh, like like really early on, like the first Ring of Honor Dayton show. I was there when I was a kid, so that was actually pretty cool. Like, uh, I mean, AEW is cool and everything, but like when I've worked those shows, it, you know, it's just like work to me. But the Ring of Honor one, a moment in the ring of like, ooh, it's Ring of Honor, like, ooh, this is my thing. So that was nice, but uh, yeah. Prince Nana was cool. He was, uh, everyone was cool. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, any like memories from the first event that you attended for Ring of Honor? Like any like wrestlers or matches that you remember st- is like standing out from when you went there live? Uh, my memory is terrible, but I do remember like, I, and I'd already been watching, uh, I think at the time VHS tapes of Ring of Honor. Uh, so I was like familiar with a lot of the show already, but I just remember really noticing uh like the energy of the room being crazy and i remember like noticing uh the way they structured the show like match one was like big scramble special k guys going crazy i just remember every match being like a kind of its own style up until like the big main event i remember never really thinking about matches being different up until i watched that and like it changed the way i thought about shows as a whole uh but I, I think at Hernandez might have been on that show, and I think he dove into the crowd. I remember, I remember like being like, "They're in the crowd. This is crazy." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember too much. I just remember freaking out for Special K. Uh, it just like those big scrambles and like yeah, diving in the crowd, and just like them talking to the crowd was pretty cool to me. Like I had been going to Indies before that, but really just hearing uh, just what the Indies are, just how intimate it is when you because you know you just watch WWE and you kind of forget how up close that stuff is, which is why I love indie wrestling is the intimacy of it. And you can just like talk to one person in the crowd directly if you want to. So like just all that stuff is really what stuck out to me at the time when I was like 10 years old or however old I was. It's it's wild because like you mentioned the VHS tapes and I, I know like early ring of honor would have had a mixture of VHS and yeah. DVD. And I remember they were a real game changer at the time because they did the I like the the, in, the internet pay per views like before mm-hmm. hardly any other companies were like back when I was in college I remember like Seth Rollins while he or Tyler Black at the time when he had the mm-hmm. ROH title like you could actually watch their pay per views live and me and my buddies and now like the distribution is so different now from them mm-hmm. where like it's so accessible there's all these different streaming sites and like even like Twitter and, and social media and yeah. everything so involved. Um, how is that like as as like a fan seeing kind of how hard it used to be to even like know about the indie scene and now it's like so accessible? Uh, I mean, I love it. I love that things are easier to find. I guess the the detrimental side of it is that there's just so much content uh, that it's just all like almost white noise. It's all just like static. Like, you know, even if you do something like, like uh, me and Cole and Ring of Honor and people like that, even though it was mostly cold, but people, people like that for like a night. Uh, but it's like, they just, you know, it, they move on because there's just so much stuff. So it's like, it makes it harder to stick out, 
And I guess even on a deeper level, I feel like wrestlers do a lot of stupid things to try and stand out on social media, uh, like dangerous and reckless things, which I'm not always, you know, I'm not crazy about that. But, uh, but yeah, I, on one hand, I love that wrestling's accessible to everybody. It's not like this gated off thing. Like if, if you didn't know how to get to ring of honor in 2003, then, you know, like there's almost like an elite, an elitist attitude in those fans and like gatekeeping and stuff where a lot of that's kind of gone now. Uh, though there's still problems with that, I guess in general in wrestling, but, uh, but yeah, I, I like, I like how much stuff there is. I like how easy it is to find, but yeah, it's just, it makes it hard to do good work that gets noticed when you're on yeah. a smaller level, but you just, just work harder. That's just, I, that's my mantra now. Just I know what you I know what you mean. And I think that the, uh, that the, the gatekeeping, I know what you mean about that as well. Like, but I think on like the independent scene there, like it's kind of, it's gotten like really, it's like super inclusive, the independent scene, which has been like really, really cool. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, even if you don't have any friends that like wrestling, still go to an independent show yourself. And like, you won't be like out of place. Yeah. The indies have really, uh, these last few years have gotten really nice with that. Or I think when I was growing up, the indies were almost worse than WWE in terms of gatekeepings. You just have like the old heads who are always there. But this is like, you know, pre-social media and stuff when I started going to indie shows. And uh, it always, yeah. But it is, I the indie fans now are very supportive and very nice. And I mean, there's some bad apples in there. But overall, I really like the indie fan base. And at this point now, WWE fans and AEW fans are like the crazy ones. <laughs> right. So, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I mean, well, speaking of the indies, you're at Black Label Pro this weekend. You've been at Black Label Pro plenty of times, but this is the Turbo Graps tournament. Um, you have Hayden Backlund in the first round. What can fans expect from this match and from Turbo Graps this weekend? Well, from my match round one, you can expect a total goddamn squash. I'm squashing this man because <laughs> I got more important things to do. I got to think about the next round. I'm going to preserve my wind. I want to make sure my abs are still popping. Uh, so I'm thinking, not no shenanigans. I'm just gonna go in there. I'm gonna squash him. I'm thinking four minutes. Uh, <laughs> a good dick. And then kick. I want to move on. There's other people in this tournament that I'm like, I would love to wrestle you. I'd love to wrestle you. So I'm like, I can't even wait to get past round one and hopefully get in the mix, see what happens. I haven't done a tournament in a long time, so I'm, I'm itching. I'm itching to go crazy. You, you brand, kick somebody in the dick. Talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, if you kick somebody in the dick, get them out of there. They ain't recovering from that. Yeah. That's the easiest Ring way to the bell, them. punch them in yeah. the dick, get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Round two right now. Let's go. Now, now, someone in this tournament that's very important, we've mentioned quite a bit here, the ratty daddy, Cole Radrick. He yeah. is the BLP champion, and he'll be defending mm-hmm. that title throughout this tournament. So yeah. how do you feel uh, about that I, potential showdown for the title with Cole? I've never wrestled Cole in any capacity, so I, I would love – to hit him right on his Matt Byrne from Ring of Honor. I'd love to get a corn cob and whack him on the head with it. <laughs> Take his belt. We're friends now. We hung out all day in Cleveland, but I'll I'll kill him. I'll, <laughs> I'll get two corn holders and I'll like put them on the sides of his head. And, and just, just make fun of up. just make fun of the Colts. Say say how much the Indianapolis Colts suck. He'll cry and then <laughs> easily beat him. I know nothing about sports, so I'll probably even end up messing up their name. Like the Indianapolis <laughs> are terrible. Yeah. Tell him you got to meet Pat McAfee and he and he loved you as a wrestler. 
and okay, I'll tell will be so jealous because that that oh, he's like dream. His dream is like Pat McAfee's acknowledgement. So okay, um, I'll get it. Yeah, I'll, I'll tweet Pat later. I'll probably get it. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's up? Uh, what's your overall experience been like in Black Label Pro? Because I know you've done a lot of work there. And Mikey Blanton, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was DMing him a little bit today before our interview, and I let him know that we were going to be talking to you. And his 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 response, all caps, was awesome. Like loves you, you know. So like, how's your experience been like with BLP? Uh, BLP is my favorite indie I've ever worked for in my 11 years of wrestling on the indies, uh, by far. I think they have a mostly perfect locker room. Everyone's really cool. Mikey's really cool. Uh, Tyler, when he's there, is really cool. Uh, I just love it there. I think everyone uh, wants to have a good match there. I love the fans they have. It's just it's just a great, uh, great atmosphere, great locker room. And I really love uh, going there because I know that if I do something – really stupid and silly people will like it i know if i just go out there and have an actual like good match which i can actually do uh people will like that too so it's like it's fun to challenge myself and think about different types of matches because i know it's a good crowd that's always responsive to just anything that's good you don't have to give them a type of match uh so this tournament i'm already thinking you know like i want to go as deep in this tournament as i can i could have a different type of match every round i could be really silly in one strong style the next who knows? Who knows what will happen? But uh, I can do it all, baby. I've been around. I'm ready to. I'm ready to flex. On look how big I am. <laughs> Huge. I, in my rotating I, chair. You. So, yeah, you I'm, are I'm, jacked. <laughs> I'm fairly jacked. You are jacked, but I, I gotta say, the last time, one of the last times you were in Black Label Pro, you were out jacked by your your partner, the Warlord. Well, <laughs> that's not fair. And that, <laughs> you know what? I will say this about Black Label. He is my only gripe with Black Label. They put me in tag matches with people who are more jacked than me. Megabyte Ronnie's the most jacked dude in the world. Warlord is the second most jacked dude in the world. But why am I got to team up these dudes who are like six foot four, jacked? It's like, come on, man. I'm trying to look big here. <laughs> 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 what are you doing to me? You're killing me. But yeah, what the, was the it Warlord like teaming? Was the coolest dude. Oh, he was awesome, man. The Warlord was, he was so cool. And like having like me, I showed him the promo I did. And I was like, I had to explain to him what Wordle was because I, I did the, the Wordle promo thing. And he goes, okay, cool. And then I wanted to do the follow-up promo. Like, okay, now you and me play Wordle and you say Flexi, but it will be the word this time. And then I, we filmed the promo and he just couldn't get it right. He kept saying, Wait, the word I choose is Wordle. I'm like, no, that's the name of the game. <laughs> it would be like six takes. But uh, yeah, he's, he was such a nice dude. He was I wasn't sure what to expect and he was... He was really cool, and uh, having to tell him about my purple nurple spot and like show him the choreography of the nurple circle, as I call it, where everyone is grabbing the person next to them, and uh, it was great. And also, I think one of my favorite wrestling things I've ever seen was Warlord coming up when we're all locked up in that big purple nurple chain, and to, he needs to break it and get in and grab our nipples, and he does the most '80s double axe handle, like. <laughs> fake stupid double axe handle like break and i i almost like cried laughing the moment it happened in the ring i like I'm like that's the funniest thing i've ever seen i wish i thought of it so lately i've been doing like little the classic 80s double axe handle as a homage to warlord for, uh, for being a really cool dude I, i'm glad you had a, a good experience with uh with warlord you never know when these uh you never the- know the veterans come back to, to mm-hmm. the independent scene, how they're going to, I know like two cold Scorpio seems like he's fantastic. He's cool. and what, yeah. yeah. I, my, I think Mikey's really good at uh, weeding out like 
the dicks and the assholes and <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, but oh, you can say that. Yeah, good. Sure. Okay, yeah, Mikey, uh, Mike, Mikey's really good about bringing in good people who are like just like good natured people and like down to hang out and not be you know just not be a jerk. So it was dope. I I hope to see Warlord again. He was he's very cool. And until then, I'm just gonna I have weird pictures of me with terrible face paint on to to reminisce about our weird tag team. Do do you have any dream opponents for BLP? Because they'll bring in everybody. Like I remember, like years ago, I think I discovered the promotion when they booked like Ming and the Barbarian, and I like hit up Mikey, and I was like, "Dude, is this for real?" Because I'm like, I need to find out where you where you watch this. And it was on IWTV at the time, and I remember remember tuning in. Uh, dream opponent. I mean, I am dying to wrestle Scotty Too Hotty. Nice. And it almost happened at uh, this place called New Wave Pro. Which when I was on here months ago, plugging uh, that Nick Aldis match, yeah, uh, that never happened because they shut yes. down, uh, <laughs> which is unfortunate. But originally it was Scotty Zuhati, and then he fell through for whatever. But I've been dying to wrestle him since I started. Uh, but really, with BLP, they have enough great people there that I've never worked with, uh, or they wouldn't need to bring like a new person, like uh, like Cole Raderick. I've never wrestled. Uh, Kevin Blackwood, I've never wrestled, and I think, I think that'd be a really good balance. Uh, I think the story there is is easy, of uh, no nonsense and lots of nonsense, and then coming in the middle and having a just beating the shit out of each other. Uh, those are like the two I can think of off the top of my head. But like, they got what uh, Puff? I would love to wrestle Puff. I'll give you, I'll give you something nice. Uh, I, lately, I've just been wrestling Trevor Outlaw, that sack of shit. It's his birthday today. He can go to hell. He wears a fake beard. I know it. <laughs> but aside from that, everyone there, they're great. And uh, I, would, I would love to wrestle anyone there. Um, I was, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, I was just going to hopefully you get uh, a couple of these names in the, in the tournament this weekend. That'd be nice. I, don't, uh, I know Cole's in it. Who else is in the tournament that I'd like to wrestle? Oh, uh, Tom, I would love to wrestle Tom Lawler. I think that'd be really sure. great juxtaposition as well and uh sunny kiss incredible athlete that'd be dope uh yeah the whole tournament's stacked uh, i feel very very lucky to be a part of it and i'm gonna show up very sweaty very aggressive very willing to do a lot of moves more moves than than i probably should because i want to pop and i want people to be like oh this guy is a lot more than a beautiful buff nipple master <laughs> <laughs> so hey, speaking of sunny like that that's who's first up for cole so sunny mm-hmm. could become the blp champion in the first round you may wind up going head head to head have, have you ever wrestled um joshua bishop no i i have not that's another one that'd be yeah thank you for uh, bringing him up big boy yeah. i would love yeah. to wrestle bishop yeah I'd love to see that. Um, another big guy that you touched on as being a big guy is Megabyte Ronnie, your your friend, your partner. Um, what would you like to say about him? Because he's a guy we got to interview a while back, and I'm actually no joke. You can't see it because it's off screen, but I have an actual shrine to Joey Chestnut. I've met him multiple times. I have yeah. pictures signed, Funko Pops of, of hot dogs that he signed for me. Whole bunch. I've sent Jeremy an autograph for him before. Love Joey Chestnut. He's my guy. Um. Yeah. So, thank you, Jeremy, for holding on to that. Yeah, I got him. A, that was from an, a grand opening at a hot chicken place, and I, I got him to, nice. got him to sign for him. That's and awesome. 
and and anyway so and i so i really respect that ronnie gets up there and does the fourth of july oh, yeah. i mean that's such a people people like kind of tongue-in-cheek joke about that but that's real deal like almost impossible to achieve something like that so can you speak to, to, to ronnie and also do you have any aspirations along those lines of like doing something like that uh well i would just say about ronnie ronnie's like not only like one of my best friends in real life but he's like my favorite person i've ever met in wrestling by far uh ronnie's the man he's just like the coolest dude and he works so hard, man. Like, yeah, like you're saying, the competitive eating stuff is, is no joke. And he goes really hard at it, man. And and then on top of that, he's still just like, he's just buff. You know, like he hits the gym. Like he's just like, his work ethic's crazy. He's in school. He works. He, he just does everything, man. Like he's always making content. I, he makes me feel really lazy. <laughs> How much he can do. Well, he's and a he makes me as well. very I'm small and weak to be Jack. Yeah. But yeah, Ronnie rules, man. Like uh, I'm really hoping he gets some uh, – I know he's like, he had that the back issues. I think he's really hoping that he'll be able to come back next year. We have no idea, but it'd be really nice just to have an excuse to hang out with him again. We live too far apart, uh, but it was it was great when we were able to hang out and make stupid promos. And, and yeah, he's he's just he's just a great dude. I have nothing else to really say other than he's the best. Yeah. That, that's great to hear. And and the other kind of part of that is like, do you, cause obviously, I mean, you like to eat whole cookie cakes and you know, these are, oh, these yeah, are yeah. considered to be like, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube channels of people just eating volumes of food. They might not even necessarily compete. It's just fascinating to see some, some of these mm-hmm. guys do their thing. Do you have aspirations in like, in just like the world of just eating a lot of food and, and getting like kind of clout in that scene or like more competitive eating or that kind of stuff? Uh, I, I think my whole life I've had a, a passing fancy because I've been able to put down a lot of food my whole life. Uh, but I know, and I know people probably say this to Ronnie all the time, like, oh, I can eat old pizza. And it's like, well, it's not the same. Uh, <laughs> so I, I know that there's a lot more to it. But I would, uh, I don't know, I would love, and me and Ronnie have talked about this a little bit, uh, I would be down to do like a food challenge with Ronnie sometime. Uh, and, and really just to get the side-by-side of like a pro and like a guy who thinks he can eat a lot, I just see what the results would be. Uh, and yeah, just any excuse to hang out with Ronnie. So I think I'd only be interested in actually doing it if Ronnie was involved and we uh, could do just something, just Man. eat a bunch of something. If y'all are like, ever, if y'all are I, ever in Atlanta, Georgia, please let me know. There's a challenge close by to me. It's a, it's a giant pizza and it's a two person challenge. And it'd be, it'd be perfect for something like you guys. I don't know if Ronnie's done it. It's a pretty, it's a pretty famous challenge. It's called the yeah. big pie challenge here in Atlanta. And Anyway, they would tell me that would be perfect for y'all. It's a two-person challenge. Like, and if you can't finish as much as him, like he'll be able to finish your part, your probably portion of that. And like, yeah. so you get a W, and you'd be able to see kind of where you stack up. That's actually a really, really good idea. Uh, when Ronnie sees this, we'll, we'll text about it. Yes, <laughs> we'll formulate like the plan. I'll come and I'll film it for you guys. It would be awesome. Yes, now we're yeah. talking. All now I'm hearing, all I'm hearing is that I helped you. On, on your road <laughs> to your next yeah. next life when it comes it comes to eating because yeah. our Oreo eating contest. Um, when I when this... I dethrone uh, chestnut, I'll I'll mention <laughs> you in my my, my speech. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> but no, we we talked a little bit about it after like we did the contest of like this is way more difficult than anybody will ever admit because you're right. I'm sure people yeah. do go up to Ronnie and he said this of like oh yeah I can eat this and this like yeah I'm I'm sure you can but like when you're actually doing 
this competition and we talked mm-hmm. about it earlier yeah i can in one sitting eat a whole thing of oreos in like half hour or something just casually doing it when you're like doing this competition it's so so much yeah. more difficult i did it's not good. know yeah. what i was getting myself in for it i just want to do something silly with uh first ronnie and then we got you on board, which was uh, fantastic and a lot, a lot of fun with it. With, like fun, You just don't know how difficult it is until you're like actually doing something yeah. like that. And I, I'm not a person who eats a whole lot anyways. People can maybe tell, but it's so, it is so, so <laughs> difficult. And I, I will praise Ronnie real quickly. I, I think I mentioned this in our uh, little group chat afterwards, but like Ronnie added so much to like what yeah. we were doing because yeah. I didn't know, like he, when we, when, when I broached this idea with him, he's like, I can't do it because of the, the major league uh, eating stuff. I was like, oh, well, do you want to do like an MC thing? He's like, oh, I would love to do that. I've always wanted to do something like that. So like, cool. But I didn't know really what he was going to do besides like introduce us. If he wasn't there and like giving commentary of being like, oh, Jeremy shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have taken that milk sip there mm-hmm. because like that's going to slow him down. Oh, Matt, he's got good form here. Like he's doing commentary yeah. throughout. Like Ooh, if he's not great. there doing that, it's just two dorks <laughs> just eating cookies on screen. <laughs> and, like It doesn't yeah. look yeah. good. It doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, not at Ronnie all. Ronnie added so much to that though. He, yeah, he made it really dynamic. And then in the actual, com- I laughed a lot. But I was too, laughing yes. because because his commentary, I'm like, it was, it was like a good laugh. Like, wow, this is great. Like, yeah, like, that, this is way better than I thought it was going to be. And then, and then he would point out like Matt, Matt's laughing. He needs to focus on. Me. Yeah, he. So I got funny. I got so much feedback from from people who just watch the content, and they were like, "Oh, Ronnie was so good. He added yeah. so much to this." Dude, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. even like." In the moment, I could tell he was at it. And that's why I was laughing so much. It's like, yeah. oh, this is hilarious. He's, he's the yes. best, man. Like, he's really like, the, uh, I know he's not wrestling right now, but in my opinion, he's like, I think he's just like the complete package, like more so than anybody on the indies of like size and charisma and like his talking and his work. Like, and like how fast he's improved with how many matches he's had. I don't, he's just like, he's incredible. He's probably my favorite wrestler on the indies. Uh, and I was I was lucky enough to like when we tagged I could just watch him do stuff. And then he's I like you watch some of those matches back, you see me reacting to his offense and like our genuine like that's really good, that's really cool. <laughs> that, that looked really good, that looked painful. And then, <laughs> so I'm glad I don't have to wrestle him. I'm glad he's my friend. He's a he's awesome people. Yeah, he's he's awesome, man. He's my favorite. We we hope the best uh for Ronnie. It was good that he was able to do the uh, hot dog eating contest this year. Yeah. I know that he, he didn't have the performance that he was hoping to have, but mm-hmm. we didn't think he was going to. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm super proud of him. I know. Yeah. I know he wanted to do more. He's a, he's a perfectionist, but uh, he, uh, he killed it. He's, he always kills it. In my, in my opinion, in my not so humble opinion, he's the best. Well, I'm going to vouch even more for this because to be fair, this past year, as y'all will remember, it was it got delayed because of the weather. So like their their appetite like peak and stuff had was different. Like they they had to reheat the hot dogs. Even it even comes down to the temperature of the water because you want it to be as yeah. close to your body temperature as possible. So you, you know, man, you, you weren't kidding around about being <laughs> yeah. a big chestnut fan. Oh, dude, you know, Ryan, I watched this. the stuff. I'm like, that's crazy. I never would have thought of it. You already you already know all about it. So, well, I mean, I mean, the, you, but you also don't expect intangibles. Like a couple of years ago, Chestnut had to choke out a dude in competition too, if y'all remember. I mean, a guy ran up on the on the stage. Yeah. And you had to put him in a chokehold, throw him down on the ground, and go back to the hot dog. And it's like, 
I mean, this stuff's a legend. I do, but I forgot. Yeah. yeah. But but so but I'm gonna give Ronnie even more credit there. Like I know if you if you feel like he didn't have the performance he was looking for, it's just great that they even got the competition. They, that they did it after the delay, yeah. and for him to even make the stage is like like I said, almost impossible. So. Yeah. 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 He, he he killed me. Like <laughs> like you're saying, until you like do that stuff, people don't realize how hard it is. Um, me and Jeremy on such a low level appreciate the difficulty of it of just a casual Oreo contest for three minutes on. A hundred percent. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I watched it's cra- it. It's crazy how hard it is. Yes. Next year we're gonna do uh, fries. We, we've we've discussed this a little bit. Uh, we're trying to get Cole Cole in on this to do. Uh, I'm fries saying I'm saying corn on the cob. That's how you get Cole. You, just, Ooh, you get I, corn, corn on the cob. It's tough. He'll eat the cob. I, it's, he'll eat everything. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so tough to do corn on the cob. Uh, I know, right? Well, that sounds awful. Yeah, that does not. That doesn't even sound fun. Like at least Oreos, it sounded fun and it'd be fun to watch though for the audience. It would be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the difficulty of it. Yeah. Remember that old Looney Tunes where they're eating corn on the cob and it's like a typewriter. Yes. Song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'm picturing. Not bad. I'd watch that. What do you? Oh, you've gone from wine to what? I ran out of wine. That's a diet Pepsi. Okay. I was just sitting here. I'm like, I can't go get more wines. This is what I have. <laughs> uh, Matt, as we, we start to wind down a, a little bit, um, just a general question of future goals in, in wrestling. What are you hoping to accomplish? I want to be rich. <laughs> That's a good goal. Yeah. Uh, I, don't know, I, I, I would like a body of work that, uh, I, that doesn't upset me. I feel right now I'm doing some of my best work when I, uh, so these last few years, I've, I've felt pretty pleased with most of my matches. Uh, I don't know. I would just, I would like to get, uh, I never really wanted to get signed up until like probably last year. And now I feel like I kind of do, but, uh, I don't know. I just would like a bigger, bigger opportunities just to see if I can rise up to the challenges that come with them. Uh, not necessarily for any sort of like fame or anything, but just to test, uh, how good I am at wrestling because I like to think that I'm pretty good at it. So I'd like to keep just leveling it up. And you know, just gotta. I'm not really interested in leveling out and plateauing. So yeah, just either like higher caliber opponents or just like different promotions, different countries, things like that. So I could really, uh, yeah, test myself because I, you know, I'm okay. I'm I'm solid. Yeah. Oh, you're you're People. great. And I'm, look how big I am, uh, the, Jack. That's that's what that's all you need. Right there. It's a body business at the end of the, the day. It's Let's a be body honest. Business. Yeah, and business is booming. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to ask you the the coolest thing in your house because I know you're not at your actual house right now. You're you're on location elsewhere. Um, so we we have a kind of a new question that I'm going to yeah. I'm going to throw at you. If you take 10 i gotta make sure i frame this oh, correctly. right right yeah. started last so, week. yeah yes <laughs> you have 10 10 year olds they come in waves right okay. they're fighting brock lesnar on a playground how long until the 10 year olds win how many waves of 10 year olds is brock lesnar going through it's like call of duty zombies but kids on a playground of brock lesnar yeah you know it's crazy that this is the question i think about this almost exact thing a lot <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, uh, 
I don't think it's not a question of the kids wearing down Brock physically. It's a question of him just getting bored and yeah. just like, just like, I, I want to go hunt a deer, just, just <laughs> win so I can go home. Uh, or like my, my diverticulitis is acting up. You just get it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would say <laughs> it's 10 waves. No, 10 kids per wave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and utilize the playground. Like, you know, you're surrounded. Yeah, the swing good. sets there. The jungle yeah. gym's there. I've seen his street fights. He's good at utilizing uh, the surrounding things. Uh, honestly, I think he would do... Um, I think he would get 10 waves out of him, and then he would start to want to go home. And then he might yeah. get five more out of him. And then he'll probably throw it in. So I'm going to say 15. But... Uh, that last one, he's not gonna. He's not gonna give it to him. He's <laughs> those kids are still gonna have to fight for it. Probably one kid left standing, and that'll be the next Brock Lesnar. That's how Brock Lesnar's are made. <laughs> yes, but he he it. won that challenge years ago from whoever, <laughs> who would it have been? I don't know who. <laughs> who Dan was Brock Lesnar before know. Brock Lesnar? <laughs> oh. yeah. There's I don't know some sort That's of old wrestler. Uh, no, yeah. I mean no one Lesnar, but. If you just want to go UFC, we'll say it's Tank Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> Tank yeah. Abbott probably does not go 15 waves. He probably no. Would. He no. wouldn't like full wave. <laughs> that's, that's funny. And then a young Lesnar F5'd him on the, on the <laughs> screen set and it was game over. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot of stupid questions we could ask you real quick if you want. If you want to, I'm, I'm down. I got stupid answers. All okay, day. I think there's maybe one more of these dumb questions. Um, I don't want to get you any heat on you though. I have one that's like kind of controversial. About okay, <laughs> what's what's your opinion on using real glass in wrestling? On using what? Real glass in wrestling. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's stupid. Like, I mean, there creatively if someone wants to do it and everyone involved uh is like gung-ho about it they are stupid but hey whatever but uh, as long as there's no expectation for other people to want to do like i'll never do it you you couldn't give me any amount of money for me to do it because i just don't like it and i don't want to see it uh but yeah i it's, it's just needless i think i think that's just Stuff like that to me, and I, the deathmatch community might get mad at me, and I don't really have a problem with deathmatch wrestling. Some of my best friends are deathmatch wrestlers, which is a very that's something like Donald Trump would say. If you <laughs> some, some of my best friends, uh, but, but like Josh Crane and like Eric Dillinger, those are like two of my best friends in the world, and they love that stuff. So I don't want to like I don't want to poo poo on deathmatch wrestling too much, but uh, yeah, it's just that's not really for me, and I don't I think you could accomplish the same crowd reaction from a, a nice a shoulder tackle <laughs> sure. you can't from, from killing somebody with glass. If you do it right. I mean, both things, both things are cool, whatever. I like blood. I'm not going to bleed, but I like it. I get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. I don't think that'll get me any heat. I just, no. everyone, I just want everyone to be safe. I know how much money some of these people make doing dangerous stuff and it's not worth it. And it's, if I have to see another GoFundMe out there for someone's medical bills, I'm going to be pretty upset about it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you got hurt, but you know, the, be smarter about it. We're sure. all we're all just trying to have fun. We're all just trying to get get signed. Don't don't kill yourself, please. I love you. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Any deathmatch wrestler before they go out, I'll be, hey, don't die. I love you. 
That's the that's the blanket statement to protect. That's me from the that's the break a mad. leg in in death match. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, don't die. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, I mean, those guys are crazy, and I've seen some good death matches. I, I used to I used to not watch any of them. Now that my I'm like Eric Dillinger sends me his matches, and I watch them. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Uh, but having said that, don't book me in a death match unless you want me to do comedy spots where I don't actually get hurt at all. A comedy death match. I, I'm sure I've, somebody somewhere has done I've, this. But I've like... been, probably, but I've, I've been wanting to do one. I would love to do it at a death match like event and have like a the semi-main. Like it would be like what used to be the the, the divas match, you know. Uh, and I would just get the crowd mad because I would just go out there and I'd just <laughs> clean up all the glass and like, oh, this, might, this would hurt somebody. And then I'll do like a right eighties body slam on clean canvas. <laughs> I, I love that idea. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, we, should, we have like, to make this happen. Maybe like the people would be like losing their throwing beer bottles at me. And like, hey, everyone, <laughs> someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, those the fans are wild, and I watch a lot of deathmatch wrestling because I, I cover so much of it for like for Fightful Select. And I'll never forget there was this one fan. It always stick out to me. It was at a GCW show like last year, and. So there was like glass and everything out like in, in the fluorescent light tubes and stuff like out in the crowd and they told like everyone to get out of the way so like the, they clear like this whole section of the audience out it's all just empty chairs except for this one guy who's just in his seat not moving he takes he has a helmet on and puts the face mask down in front of his face and just sat there in it and i was like this is just a different level of of the, fans. The, fan, so. the fans are really great that is that's probably the best part about it is just is the the energy of the room and the fans. Uh, yeah, that, that is, that is an aspect that I didn't really think about <laughs> deathmatch wrestlers. The environment is pretty crazy. That's, that's the coolest fan I've ever heard about in my, in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> visor down. Yeah. He just had a visor. Where there's just like, <laughs> like, like a, just like a clear shield that he put down in front huh? of his face and just he sat be, there. They should sign it. He should be on the show. Break a bunch of glass, just visor down. Kills him on. That's, all, that's great. That's great character work right there. Man. That guy's good. <laughs> Prepared. <laughs> Matt, we appreciate you you joining yes. us uh, tonight. Good luck this weekend at Black Label Pro, and let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, Turbo Graps this this Saturday, Fight TV. It's at Berwyn, Illinois, the Berwyn Eagles Club. I'm confused. I'm watching my fingers on the on my own thing, and they're not going where I want them to. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna win the tournament, and I'm gonna do something crazy. I, and if I lose, wrestling's fake. Uh, so tune in, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you just find me on on Twitter. Matt underscore Brannigan. It's called X now. I haven't updated mine. I'm still on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> we saw the little birds next to our names here. Yeah. I mean, we're behind too. Come on, guys. I expect better. We're going to put like X's on there now. Uh, that's unfortunate. CM, CM Punk, baby. <laughs> Real glass. Let's go. <laughs> I take it all back. Real glass. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, no, CM Punk would be against the real class. Yeah, yeah he'd be no, against that's the why. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm four because he's yeah. annoying. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thank you for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it, man. Um, enjoy, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And guys, we'll be right back here on the spotlight. We are back, everyone. Uh, it's been a busy time during that interview while it, while it ran. And as more releases have unfortunately happened, um, 
So to kind of update, so playing Simple Geek, no, it is not just Ali. It is a lot more. Um, thanks, Paul Driver Finisher. A lot of fun. A lot of fun with Matt Brannigan. But uh, so we have Ali, Emma, Rick Boogs, Aliyah, Riddick Moss, Top Dalla, Elias. I believe those are all of them thus far. We shall see if there are more. Um, and if I missed anyone, I, I apologize. But yes, that's where we are at right now with um with everybody uh yeah it's it is unfortunate it is very very unfortunate um but best wishes yeah best wishes to to everyone uh to to everyone moving forward, hopefully everyone can land on their feet and it uh, it becomes, you know, it's it's good. Uh, um, yeah, hopefully everyone can just land on their feet and find find something after all of this. I imagine there's not a compete clause attached and things of that nature, so we shall see what happens moving forward. Yeah, Ali, I think folks would enjoy Ali having awesome matches with the High Flyers to go AW. I mean, Danielson's a big fan of Ali. I could see Danielson pushing hard for that if that's something Ali wants to do. You never know. That's what I always try to warn people when it comes to these releases. And this is what I think really sucks more than the usual with, with these releases is that for a lot of these people, WWE is their dream. And when they make it to WWE, they feel like they have made it. They, they accomplished, they are where they want to be. And when WWE does not work out or they get released, the motivation and just like the devastation can be overwhelming and they kind of just disappear from wrestling. We, we see that uh, from, from a lot of people. Uh, and some people are just, they're so used to the way WWE does things and they just don't fit in any of these other environments. And it just doesn't work out because of that. So you never know how this affects somebody from just a, a mental and environmental standpoint. And it, because of that, I, I think it's as much as it, it is cool to say like, oh, this person would be great here. This person would be great there. We just don't know how it's going to affect them in other ways besides the fact that they are now out of a job and you know it's something to just be conscious of when you you talk about where you want to see certain people um i think ali obviously if he wants to go to aew he would probably be great and ali certainly has the passion for wrestling to where I think that makes a lot of sense. But when it comes to other people, we just don't know. We don't know how it's going to affect them. We don't know what they want. And that's why I always just say, like, I hope everyone can just land on their feet with this. I hope everyone can, whether it's now or months from now, can find some sort of peace with this and can can move forward and find whatever it is that they're, they're passionate at. Um because today's going to suck. Today already sucks. It's going to continue to suck. So I have to get back to work, get back to writing about 
maybe the second worst thing I have to write about when it comes to, to this. Um, you know, there's been a lot of the, the legal and uh, actual like law breaking stuff is the worst, uh, but releases mass releases like this, I would say is probably the second worst thing I have to spend my day writing about. So hope everyone has a good Thursday. I hope everyone can remember that there is still good in wrestling and that just today is an awful, awful day. And I, my, my heart goes out to those released today. And again, I hope everyone can land on their feet. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining Jensen and myself. Sorry that our show kind of got derailed a little first with um, some decent news, I guess, that SmackDown was on USA, and then with some not good news at all with all of the releases. So I appreciate y'all tuning in. I appreciate the the likes on the video. Appreciate all the uh, comments in the chat. Uh, we'll we'll talk about more of this stuff on in the weeds tomorrow. Andrew Zarian is going to join us right at the top of the hour. That's on fightfuloverbook.com. So everyone can can tune into that. Uh yeah. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Um, well, a, a name is coming. A name is coming, everybody. Uh all right, everyone. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.